Hey guys, welcome to Nerd Dumplings, where we recommend you games, movies, shows, and books. Every week we rotate and take turns on these four nerd categories to bring you some awesome and personal recommendations. Last week we recommended you Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, Platform, Netflix, Boys Diabolical on Amazon Prime, and Black Blood by John Meany. Today we have switched again, which means new recommendations, new person, and categories. My name is Jonathan Pacheco. Welcome to Nerd Dumplings. Joining us today is Nick. Nico, how you doing? Hey, how's it going? Still here. Welcome. Uh, Chris with our H. Coco. Yeah, I'm here. Coco. Hello, hello. You got Senor David, too. How you doing, Senor David? I'm doing fine. We're here. Let's go. Hey, we're doing it. We're doing it. Good day today, guys. It's a good day. Oh, you guys been, uh, let's, let's start with David. What have you been up to this week? Well, uh, Last time mostly... you were playing some Horizon, right? Yeah, I was playing a little bit Horizon. Although I have been, uh, playing some No Man's Sky recently because they released some new content. So I'm just like, you know, what? I'm going to go check that out. And, uh, I realized how far I am behind and I'm not going to get to that new content anytime soon. But, you know, it's still fun to actually go back and have fun. I oh, really enjoyed the game. I love that game. I, like, when it was barely coming out, I was just so invested in it. Like, the whole concept of it was just, like, out of this world, you know, especially the whole, like, like free world, like, you know, what's it called? Like, you know, kind of like Minecraft. What What is that called again? Um, uh, infinitely, like, generated world or something. Yeah, like that's that. what it is. Yeah, especially yeah. With, like, but with, like, planets and the whole freaking universe or whatever. It was insane. I was, like, super mad. Obviously, it didn't really, like, you know, hit off too well when it started, but, you know, it got better. Yeah, that's one of those games that unfortunately, due to my very bad, poor memory, I played it on my PS4 Pro, and it was great. It had already been patched a lot since, like, you know, because it started out pretty rough. It got patched mm -hmm. to a good spot, and I, I got decently far, definitely not close to the new content part, but decently far. But then I stopped playing it for reasons unknown, and it's been several months, and I don't know what I was doing. So when I go back to it, and I will go back to it, I gotta restart. Um, yep. is it uh is it now you can play co-op with other people or is it still yes. like you you can barely find people oh nice no yeah. you, the, you can you can find people pretty easy and also i what i like the most about the co-op because i was trying it out with another friend online is it's really easy to do it they just put it right right you like basically where your where your friend is at they'll like mm -hmm. spawn you in a ship around the planet or you know your ship of course but you'll just have to like fly down to them really easily in the planet, and boom, you're already playing together. That's awesome. It's not like you're on one side of the universe, he's on the other, and it's like, all right, so we might meet up if we spend all of our resources. Yeah. <laughs> There's so much to that game, honestly. It's so good. Like I can't even. On top of it, that, honestly. they kind of added a in a past update. They added a a new like a hub for players. So if you're you and your friend want to meet up somewhere, you can just go to the hub, and it makes it easier to like okay. I haven't been to this planet yet. Let's just meet at the hub and go from there. Yep. And also, I don't know if these things are new, but they have these teleporters that actually allow you to teleport to not only planets that you visited or, like, space stations you visited, but also the ones that your friends have visited and also the teleporters that your friends have also uh, set up. Hmm. So it's I... one of those you can, like, bounce between a bunch of places really easily. I remember teleporters, but I don't remember like the ones with the friends. So I can't say teleporters in general aren't new. They were there since I last played, but I don't know about the friend one, because you know. 
really cool i'm glad that they actually patched that and made it like you know at least a little easier to like you know play with other people because at first like when i got into it you know it was like you're just going throughout just exploring everything trying to get to the center of whatever that universe is you know yep it was kind of you get kind of bored really and then eventually you just give up on it you know but they patched it and then, honestly they didn't even make it so that like, you have to pay for it either that's what's that's right cool. yeah well yeah, not, like, the game the game is actually but on it yeah yes. It's on Switch now too, so I don't know. I don't have have runs in there, but that's, oh, that's okay. nice. All right, cool, David. That sounded pretty cool, man. Uh, definitely want to check that out because I haven't even touched it myself. So, and it's pretty popular, so we'll try that out. Well, what about you, Chris? What you been up to? Elden Ring. <laughs> that Elden Ring life. That you yeah. It? Um. So I've I've discussed before how that game hasn't gripped me yet. It is now has its claws all over my neck. It has it. <laughs> it's in a stronghold, a stranglehold. Just hope, hope you don't go missing anytime soon. Well, I can't. I mean, my family's wondering where I'm at. They open the door or they knock. Please, son, we haven't seen you in so long. No, mom, I'm busy. I have bosses to kill. Nah, I'm kidding. My family's fine. They uh, okay. if they need something from me, they just text me. They don't even come to my door. It's like, no, 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 don't touch. I'm very important. You know, these kind of games remind me of how hard it was when the first Dark Souls came out to convince parents, my parents specifically, because, you know, I was in high school around then. Uh, pause the game. I can't. <laughs> you can't pause these games. What? No, you're just lying. You just don't want to do something. I, I literally can't. There's no option for it. <sighs> so frustrating. <laughs> It's a little easier with Elden Ring because you you can if you I mean it depends if you're in a dungeon you're screwed, but if you're like uh in the open world you can just get on your horse and beat it and find someplace safe. But uh been playing a lot of Elden Ring. I'm forty five hours in level sixty. I'm getting there. I, I'm not close to beating it anytime soon, so probably gonna cross the hundred hour threshold on this one. That's fine. Other than that, what? I was gonna ask you, what's your favorite moment that you've had so far? Um. Okay, I have to pick a p favorite moment that doesn't include something that would be a spoiler. Okay, I mean, what? Yeah, okay. It's been like what? I don't mind, honestly. Like it's like, yeah, like people don't really mind, but people yeah. might because it's still it's a, a pretty a new game. game. Though, like, I it's, get it, but like you're, you're mm -hmm. not like. I'm gonna disagree on story, this one. I'm gonna disagree <laughs> on this one because it's so new. Like, if it was an old yeah. game, I get it, but it's one of those experiences right. if i describe something people are gonna be like whoa huh. that's true that's true in all this right. case I, all i'm gonna say is there's this area called raya lucario it's a main area they talk about it when i first went there that area immediately reminded me of a specific movie uh series and it pushed my love of the game from because bloodborne was my favorite from software game before and it, it pushed past it so now elden ring so far is my favorite game just because of the description there is that what you were saying last night uh like uh, describing the whole like uh you know, yes bookcase and, okay that's what okay yeah that's i didn't pick that up on about. that obviously but oh, okay yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah i don't want to spoil it for someone because it's one of those things it's it's almost a magical feeling when you get there but um <laughs> it was pretty cool like i saw it and i was like god damn this is cool there's also a separate area again not gonna spoil it that when i went there by accident I was like, whoa, I had a legit other vibes, but I'm not going to talk about that one because that's late game spoilers. And I'm definitely not going <laughs> to Okay, but yeah, um, just experiencing new locales 
for the first time mm -hmm. has been probably my favorite part of the game because uh, they're very very i was going to say is also is those new locales they freaking beautiful like on any play anytime i've played the game they're beautiful locales every time i've seen a new one it's always just blown me away where i've had to like stand there and just look at it for a second and then yeah. promptly get you know fucked by an enemy but mm -hmm. you know it yeah, happens i, I agree that, that's how it's been with me too it's pretty sweet yeah. i've also been <laughs> playing on my ds uh i've been playing uh link between worlds since i finished oracle of ages by the way for any uh any person who heard the podcast last week and I talked about uh -huh. Oracle of Ages and Oracle Season's final boss. So I kind of missed something that someone made a comment on, personally. Uh -huh. It's because Nick had asked me, hey, how is the final boss of the actual, like, epilogue? And I talked about my frustrations with Twin Rova regarding the seeds and all that stuff. Here's the thing. She's not actually the final boss. The actual final boss is Ganon. You fight Ganon again. Mm. The thing is, yeah. he's so piss easy compared to her that I forgot about. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because <laughs> well, he's, he's the main boss of all of those. Like, all like where Twinrova had a legit like thing you had to do to actually hurt her. Ganon, I just swung my sword a couple of times and he was dead. <laughs> yeah. So that's why I forgot to talk about the actual final boss of the Oracle of Ages and Seasons. Because he ain't shit. Is um is that the one is that the first game that Ganon actually appears or does he come no. in like earlier games too? Much earlier. That game's way yeah, he, later. He comes in the first game. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, he, right. I think he's like Pig Ganon in the first game. I think. That's why that confused me because like they make them all like kind of. But yeah, Pig Ganon. If he's a wizard, well, that Ganon that, that that Ganon. There's only ever been two Ganons, but for the <laughs> most part, they're all the same. And mm, specifically, yeah. that Ganon, the one in Oracle of Asians Seasons is trying to be resurrected after Link to the Past Link killed him. So mm. it's just like, it's the same dude. He always comes back in some way. Yep. Oh, yeah. Question, Chris. What's up? It's the next Zelda game after this one. Next Zelda? Yeah. Oh, once I finish Link Between Worlds, my options are Link's Awakening, if I get that back. Mm. Oh, it is a good one. Link's are Awakening... Original, or are you going to play the one on the Switch? I beat the original, right? Okay, so the Switch one is pretty fun. Yeah, it's about the same, isn't it? Like, for beat? What are you talking about? The the new remake or whatever. For Link's Awakening? Oh, you're talking about Link's Awakening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to do the new one. I mean, I respect the old one. It's the first Zelda game I ever had. But after having played, or, yeah, seen and played a bit of the new one, it's just the way to play it for me now. It's so just polished. quality of life and all that. Mm, so fun. Yep. But after that, between Link's Awakening, uh, I think it's going to be Breath of the Wild. I can't think. Oh, oh wow. my bad. How could I forget? Link's crossbow training. That's actually up next. <laughs> yeah, get them all. You I like stream that one. I actually do plan on streaming it. In fact, nice. <laughs> I got it right here. Oh, oh no. It's it blurry. It's oh, right wait. There. No, you got it. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Oh, that's cool. Uh, yeah. That looks cool. For oh. for listeners, I'm actually just showing off the game. I didn't even know that was a game. <laughs> it was this weird <laughs> thing back in the day when the Wii was super successful. There'd be a bunch of spin-off games with plastic peripherals for the Wiimote, and Link's Crossbow Training was one of them. I also have the gun, Dude. too, but it's... it's uh, that's exactly what I was about to ask. <laughs> yeah, I got the whole thing. 25 bucks, so... Cool. There you go. Might as well. Pretty sweet, man. Yeah. Good luck on your journey, though. Thanks. Almost done. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, true. Uh, Nick, how's it going? What you been up to, man? Uh, not much, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I've been getting into you know because since you've been letting me borrow those Saga comics, I've been really getting into those. Like, it's Sweet. really that's good, good man. Mm -hmm. That You're like really volume five, there. right? Or which one are you? Yeah, well, I'm about to finish. I actually just finished volume five. I'm I'm getting into six now. Cool. And it's it's intense, honestly. Like, it's, right. it's definitely very like graphic. You don't really know where the hell it's going, but like every every here and there, you get like some weird. Some weird ass yeah, monster yeah. that like you know yeah. you're like Ugh, okay. Question, yeah, have you met the dragon? Yeah. Nah, I didn't meet the dragon. I saw the dragon like you know yeah. sucking himself off though. Like Ugh. oh yeah, that one. Yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. That's exactly what I'm saying. Like there's in every freaking volume, there's a weird ass like fucking. Oh, God, it's... <laughs> what what was that? Did I? You gotta read. You have should, to read it. Honestly, it's, it's just out. Just... What the hell? No. no. This is, this is, yeah. <laughs> What, what book is this? Book. My poor virgin Aga. ears. Are you serious? What the hell? It's intense. Like, wow. It's 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 a lot. Like this whole thing is like, yeah. This this comic book has a lot of weird turns to it. Yeah. <laughs> All right then. All right. Yeah. Very very weird. Not to I spoil anything for you, Chris, but <laughs> I don't know. I yeah, feel yeah. like that's a pretty major thing to just suddenly be like, oh, dragon sucking them off. Cool. But not, no, hey, at least yeah. I'm, I'm ready. Okay, for I'm it not even time. gonna. <laughs> it's fine. I'll be right. ready for it. Oh, just wait, Nick. It's oh, gonna fuck. be something. Yeah, next volume. Uh, Jesus. Yeah. What well, there's a weird today? thing in it. Um. Wow. Honestly, I've just been working a lot. I, I, I'm almost done with Doctor Stone. I mean, I've said that a couple times already, but like, oh, yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, it's basically like. Uh, but the weird thing is, like, the farther I get into it, it's like almost. I'm almost done with it, but it doesn't seem like they're almost done with their quest. You know, it's like I, I'm like at two, two ten, two fifteen ish, and you like. Said, is it done, done, or like maybe coming back? Or well, they're like it seems like. Uh, as much as I've seen, they've, it seems like they've done, they're like the artist is done with like the, like, you know, making new chapters and everything or new, uh, new manga. So it's like, I don't know if like, I mean, I'm sure like they'll probably have spinoffs and different like, you know, things in, in the future, you know, but it seems like the, the series is done, you know? So that's why I'm like, oh God, I'm like at two, two ten, I'm pretty sure. And like, it doesn't seem like it is going to end anytime soon. Cause they like story-wise, they don't seem like they're, I don't want to spoil anything because like. There's a lot to it, but you know, it just doesn't seem like it. It can end in the next twenty twenty chapters or whatever. You know, that's why I'm like, oh, okay. I think they might have like, uh, they might have like rushed it a bit. But I mean, what can you do? It happens. Well, yeah. But yeah, that's what yeah, I. Especially with mangas mostly. too. Well, yeah. The ones that was like super quick, like they want to keep them going. Like, as well, much as the ones that are good, the ones that are like really good and have like really good followers, they don't care if they take a break. They don't care like if they are uh, if they keep them waiting because like they know that they're you're gonna keep coming back. You know, like you're not gonna you're not gonna quit on the on the story. Like, and even then, it's like you're not like losing any time either. Like, if you go back and like you know read it like two or three weeks later, you're gonna have like two or three chapters to read, and it, it like it's better that way, honestly, for me. I'd rather, cause like it's so quick, like sometimes like you get like what fifteen, sixteen pages, and like you're done, you're like, oh fuck, now I gotta wait another week, you know, like or another two weeks, you know, and it's it kind of sucks, you know. So sometimes it's easier to just like have it build up a little bit, so that way you get a little more like you know stuff to read, a little more sense. story, yeah. Cause like yeah. again, you you can you can blast through it like in in like what five to ten minutes, and you're just like, oh shit, now I'm stuck without like yeah. knowing what the heck's gonna happen. True. It leaves you on a cliffhanger like every week, basically. So, ugh, I mean, 
it's good though like uh again like i definitely recommend dr stone there's a lot of other ones that like i've been following too but most of them again like they, they take a break every week or two you know because it's not just it's not just the story either like there's a lot of drawing and a lot of because they yeah. make them on the spot i mean i don't know if they're making them on the spot or if they're just like have them stockpiled or whatever but i mean if they're drawing them every week then yeah it takes some time that's for sure oh for sure for sure it does and it's not like it's like a whole team of people either. I'm pretty sure it's just one artist doing most of it, really. You think That's so? Crazy. I really well That's for really the big crazy. ones. For the big ones, like I don't know, like One Piece or or like you know, like other ones like that. You know, those ones I'm sure they have like a team. You know, but most of the time it's just one artist that's like drawing most of it and like you know. That actually makes they're... a lot of sense, considering that a lot of the mangas have like, like really similar art style all the way through. So it actually does make sense that. It's just the one person drawing it, which it honestly makes them even more impressive in my eyes. It really does. Uh, yeah. Like, I don't know if you guys uh, know about the series Berserker. Berserker? It's a manga. It's a manga. That's like, yeah. You know, Classic. The, the, artist, the artist for that recently had died. And he didn't uh, yeah, rest in peace. The story. Oh, man. But he didn't get to finish the story, and they're just like, what's going to, you know, who, someone going to take over that, or? As unfortunate as it is, point. they should just leave it dead. Because, I mean, yeah, whatever the, whatever new person comes to try to finish it, they're just not going to, they're probably not going to do it up to snuff. Unless there's a guy yeah. who was, like, his understudy, or girl, doesn't really matter. Someone yeah, who was his understudy, maybe, but otherwise, I feel like it should just, you know, it's unfortunate well, yeah, he passed away, but. I think but, so, yeah. Yeah, so you have to have the original, the original author or artist or whatever. You know, kind of like you know where they fucked up with uh, Game of Thrones. You know, I was like, gonna say they that. try to, they try to do that those last two seasons without without uh you know, what's it called J R Martin or whatever. George R. Martin. Yeah, so it's like, <laughs> I mean, if, if they if they have anything to learn, they should just look at that and see. You know, they, yeah. they shouldn't try to. Mess Speaking it up, of Berserk, know? I make it a point whenever I'm playing from software because they have this blade, uh, a great sword. That's supposed to be just like guts. I try my best to make a, a guts character. Nice, <laughs> but that's pretty cool. cool. All right, hey guys. Uh... So Checo, what did you do this week? <clears throat> oh, nothing really. <laughs> nah, just kidding. I've been trying to just watch some of the stuff you guys recommended. Uh, I did watch The Boys, uh, Diabolical, which I did enjoy. Maybe four episodes in. It's pretty funny. I binged it all in a yeah, day. Just, That's how little there is. Yeah. I like to save them. I like to savory them. You know? Not uh, me. I'm on, a glutton. Give it all to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on Amazon, though, there was another show that I really enjoyed, and the second season just came out, and I'm like excited about it because it's uh, Greg Daniels, who also made The Office, Parks and Recs, other shows. He's one of my favorite, just like showrunners usually. He made this show, and it's called Upload. So maybe I'll talk about it one day more specific on TV shows, but much of the premises is that uh, they have this, it's almost like a matrix already kind of thing where like if you die, you can upload your brain, you know, however it works or whatever, upload it into this like, yeah, system that they have. It's like a hotel. They send you there and then the more money you have, the more you're going to be living well. Know, and they give you this chances to do other stuff but they're also being like helped by other people who are in the real world and they uh, they're like assistants to them so they come in and like whatever you want they can give to you so the guy who died 
and starts falling in love with this girl with who's in the real world. Okay, okay, okay. You're getting way too into it already. Like I, now, I don't even know if I want to watch it. Like, you I, honestly I get spoiled it. the whole thing. This is country. Yeah, country like country you're like, <laughs> no you're like, I'm not gonna get yeah. into it. But then you just go. <laughs> right, that's as much as I will say about it because it's a pretty cool show, and uh, you should watch it if it's if you have Amazon Prime, which usually a lot of people already have. But... Yeah. Besides I mean, that, common. I caught up with some books that I was trying to finish. Actually, this new other, it's not a new comic book that I have, but I only like to read, read this comic because it has only 10 issues and it's, I have the volume. Uh, it's one of those books or comic books that once you start reading, you get those feels like right away because so the premise of this book it's a spoiler, but it's like you find out in the first issue. It follows this one guy and he goes through some life lessons and just shows you really positive messages. At the end, he always dies. No matter what, you go to the uh, the next one. It's him, the same character, but like a different age. Like maybe this time he's twenty six, and he's doing some new stuff, going with some friends on a vacation, living it up, really enjoying life. Some other valuable life lessons. He dies at the end. So it's really hard to take in, yeah, because it's this book, yeah, it's. It's very different, and it makes it, you know, it brings like I said emotions just because how like the art is placed and like the story it tells, just some of the messages and yeah, a lot of the writing is really good for that. What was it? What it's was called, it called again? A Tripper, what and it's that? actually a D, day tripper. Day tripper. Well, I think I have day heard tripper. of that one. It's all it's uh published by DC. It's not about like a superhero or anything. It's just like a those every other day kind of well moments. that's what we thought about kenny from south park but he eventually becomes <laughs> <laughs> his yeah, superpower true. is dying i haven't finished though a lot to the i'm on on the sixth issue like i said i only read these every once in a while when i feel like you know i want to get some emotions from like reading something short you know i go to that but besides that yeah so just mean tv some reading still playing horizon after this podcast, I'm gonna go ahead and try to finish that game today. It's gonna be a lot of fun. A lot of the side stories have been improving, but the main story really caught me now, and I want to just finish it and see what happens because it's it's a big one. I like I like where it's going. Yeah, that's all I'll say for week. It's been pretty good. All right then. Yeah. So uh, how did you guys on. enjoy yesterday? Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, super fun. Yeah, my lot, I had a lot, lot of fun easier. with it. I'm like that, that. That fight was way more intense than it did have any right to be. Yeah, exactly. Like we we actually picked up on it. I mean, the first time we did it was like a little, you know, on and off. You know, since we had to figure out how to play. But like, you know, since we figured, it, we all know no. the rules at this point. You know, we should probably let the uh, listeners know yeah, that we're talking audience. about. A we started a game. fight club. Yeah, we started we've been a fight club each other guy. in the face. <laughs> Just after <laughs> hashing out problems. After some D and D, we're like, all right, let's do it. Take our shirts off and pa pa pa. Yeah. yeah, I got the advantage with I the sweaty Nick... body. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we, in serious, we have been playing a board game that Chris has, and that game is Street Fighter Miniature Game? Yep. Is that, I think that's what it's called, right? Yeah. Yep, yep. Street Fighter Miniature Game. It's like a, yeah, it's a card game, so you have these cards. It's like a deck. Chris, you actually, you go ahead and explain it, because I feel like you're going to do way better explaining this. Well, I did buy it. Um... <laughs> 
it's a it's a miniatures game with a lot of very nice detailed uh, miniatures so even people who don't care much for board games but love street fighters would like it just for the collector's aspect of the models i, I feel anyways i really like them and uh, the way the game works is each character of which there are a lot uh comes with a special deck a deck of cards for their own for each character based off their fighting style in the games and we've noticed as we've been playing that characters vary they're not all the same but uh it's the actual gameplay is very rock paper scissors like in terms of when you attack people can choose to block or try to counter it and the countering system works in the rock paper scissors aspects like well, actually, what the hell am I talking about? It's mostly, uh, I'm thinking of something differently. Ignore what I just said. It does, it's not really rock, paper, scissors so much as when you counter, you have to call, their uh, call what they're trying to attack you with. Because there's three types of attacks. And if you counter correctly, you do a counterattack. And it's basically supposed to emulate the games where you know, you're blocking, but if you manage to see what they're doing, you can read them, if you will. If they're trying to do a low attack, you can jump over them and hit them in the head, that kind of stuff. It's a lot of fun. Strategic matches uh, can vary in length, especially because there's four of us and we were doing free for all. And yesterday's game got pretty damn close. Yeah. And there's also a soundboard that you can get for this whole Street Fighter thing. So that way you can, and also not just a soundboard, the whole like, uh, it, you know, tracks your, your, your health and like your, you know, what's it called? That EX bar too, you know? Uh, the meter. <laughs> use it. Yeah, the meter. It's just a lot of fun Very... beating up each other. Oh yeah, cool. and it's it's like fun the... trying out the different characters because there's so many exactly. characters that we got that... in the set. And then, and, and like like Chris said, so nice. Yeah, I'm like, there's just so much variety between them because I'm like, I've played I think three different ones, and none of them have played the same. Like, I feel like I have to like completely like change up the strategy and change my way of thinking with the way that it works because like the basics are the same, but yeah it's just crazy it's fun and uh, the combo system is so well made that for instance in yesterday's game i had a pretty sizable lead for the for the good part of the game but all it took was one guy really doing a good set of cards against me and it brought me down to their level and at that point where i was you know having my fingers crossed and all that doing uh dr evil watching them kill each other suddenly i had to be like okay i actually got to pay attention now <laughs> and uh that was yeah. all luck honestly <laughs> it was i mean yeah it was a lot of luck it was a lot of luck because that guy when it when it got down to 1v1 with my sizable health advantage he somehow magically managed to counter every attack which i'm just like how is this possible and uh <laughs> this this would have been yeah. a straight out of anime like duel where the protagonist is the underdog and suddenly you know i felt like kaiba if you will being cocky yeah. and then getting his shit rocked but i still won yeah. But barely. I think he. I think he won by maybe like I think it was like five health points. Yeah. And he started off with like twenty seven. Yeah. I was. I mean, I was stuck at two for like a good three turns. <laughs> that yeah. was crazy. I can't believe that you survived that long. But yeah, it was fun. Uh, I look forward to doing this game again sometime. Maybe we can do tag team duel. Uh, ta tag team mm. duels. Tag team matches. Now I got Yu Gi Oh in my brain. <laughs> Right? Yeah. All of a sudden, it's be nowhere. next week, right? Next week is Yu Gi Oh! So we'll oh we're taking a break next week. But the week after that, maybe. Yeah. All right. And that was Aim Board Spotlight this week. We're going to be moving on to some nerd news now. And what should we start with? Last week, we started with some TV and movies, but let's go back to some games because 
a lot of cool stuff, and I think one of the big ones was Mario Kart 8 DLC. Uh, have you guys had any chance to play those new tracks? I have. I haven't gotten a chance to. I played all Chris, eight of them. Have? Yep. Played all eight? Yep. Oh, Chris, My Mario are... Kart is still currently in Florida. Maybe one day you'll get it. Maybe one day. I thought there was like, I thought there was like 40 something uh, new. Well, games. yeah, no, but they're, they're, they're being released over time. Right now it's eight. Ah, okay. So it's a two year period. It's going to be eight maps with each mm. of the new DLC release. By the end of next year, all of them should have been released. Nice. Yeah, tell us a little bit about the eight tracks. Maybe what your favorite one was. Your some opinions on it. Okay. Um. Well, right off the bat, I can tell you I don't remember more than three of them. A lot of these tracks are based off Mario Tour, which is a mobile game. And you know, not all mobile games are created equally, but a lot of them are a little simple in their design. And as such, my overall complaint with basically all of them bar these three that I'm about to mention. Actually, really just bar these two. Most of the most of the tracks were just really short. That was my complaint. Like I'd be I do a lap and I was like, wait, that's it? That's just like a little eight and that's it? It's kinda lackluster in that aspect. A lot of a lot of the tracks had that. Design wise, I think they look fine. I didn't really have much complaints with the design. Uh obviously it's an update over the the iterations okay. of those tracks on previous consoles and as well as the Mario Tour. They look fine. But as far as like lengthwise, I feel like they're just a little too short. Especially because they had a couple tracks from Mario 64, uh I think Mario 7. And I don't remember what, there was a third one that I don't remember. But Coconut Mall and Choco Mountain, I know for from consoles, console releases, 64 and 7. And those game, those maps, I like. I enjoyed them. And Coco, uh, Choco Mountain specifically, I remember playing Choco Mountain as a kid a lot. It's one of my favorite courses. And they changed it up a little bit, but to make it more fit with how Mario Kart 8 is, its mechanics. And I thought it did it well. It extended the course just a little bit. And I just enjoyed it overall. Like That, that, that was one of my favorite ones. My absolute favorite one, I don't know the name of, unfortunately. Because when the, I just basically started playing the cup, I didn't really look at the names. But it's like a, it's like a ninja fortress with a bunch of shaggies. Ninja one. Yes, yeah, that was my favorite one. It's all oh, that sounds cool. cool. Yeah. Um, but overall, I just think most of the courses, not all of them, most of the courses were just too short. However, they did have a mechanic which I don't know if it was unique to Mario Tour. It might not have been, but if it was unique to Mario Tour, I liked the mechanic that they put in. That the short courses, even though they were short, with each lap. It changed where you had to go. So it kept it a little varied. Um, for instance, in the Paris map, like the first, it's it's little simple changes, but it kept me going from brain dead, okay, I'm making a left turn to, oh shit, I'm making a right turn. Very, I don't know, exciting stuff. But uh, considering how short these tracks were, it was a nice change. Uh, it, some other courses had much more interesting changes like that. Like one of them, when you go left, you just go on a normal track, but then you go right and you actually have to like do a jump and start gliding in the air. That was cool. Mm -hmm. But overall, length could have been a little better. I suppose they could have put a little, just a bit more design into some of the courses because they felt a little simple. But for the most part, I don't think they're as bad as other people are going to say they are, mm -hmm. but they could have used a little more effort. Yeah. 
I liked a lot of the um, the maps in like uh, Double Dash, uh, especially. You know, that was my favorite game in for Mario Kart. But like, cause you get to play with like two characters, obviously. But um, you know how like a lot of the time there was like little secret like tunnels that you could find or little secret routes mm -hmm. that'll just like boost you up to the front a little bit faster. You know, I like that part of it too. You know, where they they try to put in little like um, Easter egg kind of things. You know, not I guess not Easter eggs, but cuts. Little, you know, shortcuts that, you know, you can't normally find unless you're, like, messing around or unless you fall yeah. off the course somehow and you see it, you know? Sometimes I gotta happens, say, but... I remember, it, it kind of brought it up when you brought, you mentioned uh, the Chaco Mountain thing. I remember as a kid, that was the one course in the entire Mario, like, the, the, the classic Mario Kart 64 that I couldn't navigate for some reason as a kid. Any other course, I, I had no problem with. Chaco Mountain... I don't know why, but I either kept falling off or I just couldn't figure it out. I don't I don't know why I was so dumb on that course. Because every other course, I had no problem with. Just that one in particular, I didn't like, and I just couldn't figure it out. I, I have no why. I have no idea why. So I'm looking right now at the Booster Court Pass, and I'm trying to see like what courses were actually in uh, the Booster Pass, the first wave. And I noticed that a lot of them are handheld. There's actually only two that are from console releases, Chaco Mountain and Coconut Mall. And I just wonder, because like, I never played any of the Mario Karts on the Game Boy Advance or the DS. My sister had it, but I never played it. But if any of you have played it, were they always that short? Was it a limitation of the console hardware, or was it just like, they just did decide not to put that much effort? Because the two, the three courses I see, Tokyo Blur, Prom Paris Promenade, and Ninja Hideaway, those are from the tour ones. And Ninja Hideaway was my favorite, and that's a tour one. Paris Promenade, I liked a bit, even though I felt it was kind of short. Tokyo Blur, I honestly don't remember it, though. Actually, no, I do remember it. That one was actually good, too. Hmm. I guess maybe it's just the handheld ones I didn't like. I don't know. I, I played the, the DS uh, one for a while. Like, it, was, uh, it wasn't that bad, and it, I don't remember them being that short either, you know? I think they just, like, maybe, like, cut them, like, a little bit shorter this time. Like, specifically, there's this one map called Sky Garden that was on the Game Boy Advance. It reminds me of another course that's already in the base game, and, and it was very similar. But the only thing, if it was, like, cut down to a, a third, it's so short. You literally just bounce on a pad, go up a lift, and go down, and you're done again. Like, baby's first slide is what it felt like. Wow, that's, that's really, that's pathetically yeah. short. Yeah, I mean, if I think about it, if they're going to add 48 courses for 25 bucks, they're not all going to be winners. Yeah, that makes sense, but... Ah, oh well. Yeah. But I mean, as long as some of them are good. If you have the booster pass as, as part of the expansion pack, or if you already paid for it, Play them anyways. Maybe you'll like them more than I did, but as well, yeah. I have just a little bit more refined taste. I mean, that's what I've been seeing a lot of viewers say, well, say too. They're just like, like maybe two or three were really the ones that that stood out, and the mm -hmm. rest were kind of just short. Yeah, a bit more. Definitely, definitely want more bang for your buck when you're at least you know getting extra courses like that. True. Exactly. But hey, if it was just four of them. And it was for the bad ones. My opinion would be definitely a little more criti critical, if you will. Right now, it's just, oh, eh, yeah. I like some. Some weren't as good. It is what it is. Well, since we're already talking about Mario Kart, I might as well bring up that whole new Super Mario World that they're trying to build over in Universal Studios. That's, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
it yeah. was in Japan, and now they're bringing it to the U.S., which is Ooh. you know pretty awesome. Good I can't hype. wait for twenty twenty three. That's, yeah, I mean, that sounds awesome. It really does. I remember hearing about it, the Japan one, and being so excited, being like, damn, I need to pl- plan a trip to Japan. <laughs> Stat! And then, you know, the panini happened. So that went out <laughs> the window. And uh, <laughs> I'm like, maybe uh, someday. Yeah. So seeing it coming to not only just a, yeah. to the U.S., but close to us in general, yeah. that's got me mm-hmm. hyped. So well, looking forward to I'm that. Like, that's just one of those I want to go now. Same. Same. Wow, since I've been to Universal Studios, but now I have a reason to. And for my so friend that says, yo, when you moving, dude, Mario is going to be down the street. I'm sorry. <laughs> what can I tell you? Down to his neighborhood. <laughs> you, gotta, you got to ask him when you moving. Oh. Honestly, bro. Mario's back. What are you going to do? Come back. You know who their neighbors is going to be? Moving on to the next one, right? Real quick. Uh, Mario's neighbor is going to be in Hogwarts. Cause they're oh, in Universal yeah. Studios. So speaking of Hogwarts, oh, nah, that's right. do you guys get to see that new uh, show they had? The State of Play? For the show? Hogwarts? Oh, okay. The, game, the... State of Play. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I did. I did. And uh, what did you I think of it? Surprised. I was surprised about it. And it seemed like they're going in a different direction from the movies, which is good. I kind of wanted that from the beginning. Like, all right, don't go back to that story. Just something. Give me something new. And it looks hey, like what, that's what's going on. What's it a about? A lot of the like... game. It's it's the going to school in Hogwarts cool. that you can get to play his character, build your own character. Uh, okay. I think. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, yeah. There's gonna be some fighting, some character building skills, and I think you even have to go to school and like learn some of those like potions and like actions. I don't know how it's gonna work out, but graphics it just looked really cool. Like when they showed that one part where they go across to like the bridge and it's building itself, I'm like, oh, this is gonna be nice. It's really cool. That actually reminded me, I'm like, I did read about that. And also, I think one little news tidbit that was nice was, oh, yeah, it's also coming to the Switch. That was like, I don't know why, but that was oh, its wow, own headline. It? Yeah, it was its own headline. Go on. Yeah, well, how graphically uh, intensive the game looks, which, I mean, it's not the most intense thing I've seen from newer consoles yet, but it still looked pretty up there yeah. for the Switch, which has, you know, it doesn't have the strong hardware. I have to wonder... Are they gonna make a second, like, is a second, a several, uh, a separate team going to make a port for that specific, the Switch? Which, if so, okay, cool. It's, it's gonna yeah. not be as good, yeah. like, graphically interest, uh, aesthetically pleasing, but it'll still be good. However, mm-hmm. they might go down the route of Square Enix, which I really hope they don't, because mm-hmm. if so, then that game is a wash. Because mm-hmm. Square Enix has been. A little lazy these days, I'd say. Yeah. They they've been having a lot of issues. But basically, yeah. they ported Kingdom Hearts using the cloud, yeah. and it mm-hmm. was a disaster. It was atrocious. Yeah. It still yeah. is atrocious. So yeah. if the developers of Hogwarts Legacy decide, hey, we're gonna make a cloud port, Nintendo owners, you know, cry, just cry. Yeah. Beware, beware, cry. Yeah. Get a PC, get a new console. Sorry, you mm-hmm. want to play Harry Potter? Don't do cloud. <laughs> You're gonna have a bad time. Unless you're a rich kid with got you know, like fiber, then maybe you'll be fine. Maybe, yeah. but for the most part, those cloud be, ports uh, have not been good. You know yeah. what? The best thing about the Hogwarts game that's gonna—I think one of the people who worked on it said that there's gonna be no microtransactions. Thank and God. Thing that I know, I know. Shit's so huge. exhausting. Every new game, be like, how are you gonna try to nickel and dime me? <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's it could be one of those. This game could be one of those like microtransactions game where they oh you want old hogwarts skin or this old you know whatever like monster bro don't stuff. give them ideas yeah. right they're on our side right now but they could change <laughs> any yeah, moment they could. Right, they but could regarding the change. actual game so here's the thing mm-hmm. i gotta be 
Like, I gotta be honest, right? Even if people are like, oh, you're just being critical to be critical. That's not the case. I just say it how I feel it. Um, I didn't care for the combat. Didn't care for it at all. Did they actually show like they they showed gameplay with combat and how the actual fighting is gonna go? I didn't care. I didn't care for it. It looked stand there for a little bit. Honestly, you know what reminded me of? Uh, David, I know you've played Dragon Age Inquisition. Yeah, it reminded me as playing as a mage. How that Uh how you fight as a mage, but like it looked less interesting. It just stand in place and. That's and you can do spells uh, to like know. make them catch on fire, but I don't know. For me, Harry Potter has never been about the the Get mage that. combat. It's about the wonder of the world, the actual spells, not even the like, like the the fight spells, spells. Just yeah. you know, when God and Leviosa, Accio, all those ty- different types of spells for each situation. It's been about the puzzles and stuff like that. So everything mm-hmm. that they showed that wasn't combat, I was into, but they showed a lot of combat. Even, even like with like, I mean, I don't know, like the movies, but like the whole thing about like Harry Potter too is like the 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 weird creatures and then like the the things that they have, you know, like the cloaks and all the other random ass objects that they use too, you know. If they're just doing spells and like just waving wands at each other, that's kind of just boring, you know. Yeah, they showed a lot that I liked. Like they showed the world, and as Chaco here pointed out, like the bridge building itself, the wonder of that is still there. And you take classes, you take exams. They showed creatures and stuff. I'm all for it. Yes, let me play that game. But when they showed the combat, of which they showed a lot, I was like, this looks kind of boring to me. I don't know. If it's a major part of the game, gonna not be as fun for me. I'm still going to play it, obviously, but for everything other than that. But yeah. I don't know. He was just he was just like, think of who here has played well. Yeah. I've, I've as a mage well. caster, not, not even spamming any of your abilities as a mage, just having your wand going, the the auto attack the auto attack is what I saw for a lot of that and I was like, eh? and he like dodge rolled away from some of the other enemies auto attacks and just like, eh? and then he like oh and you can make him burn and he cast a fire spell on him, and yeah they caught on fire and I'm like yeah that looks, all right I guess, <laughs> I don't know I I'm just not into the combat I, I it really didn't impress me, but everything I else I, I was into it either. Like on the in the movies too, like they they just shoot each oh, other. They, har- like, they, they, they hardly went into like combat type of things in the movies. It was always about even like during like dangerous situations during the movies. It was always more of like a puzzle of how to figure out how to get out of this mm-hmm. situation instead of like, uh, you know, you know, actually fighting the thing and killing it. And minus like the final movies where like you know everyone's fucking fighting each other. Oh, the yeah. actual times there was combat, like in the duels. Like the duels, there was the tension of okay, what spell are they gonna do? How are they gonna do it to disarm their opponent? That was it was the part of the, like that duel was also almost a puzzle. Like, what is the right move here? Yeah, versus and they had that aesthetic uh, like a draw of the interesting spell effects that they do, you know, with a movie budget. Here, it just auto attack. It just looks so lame. I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that they were just trying to go hard on like, here's how combat's gonna be. And they just showed a lot of that, and combat isn't a major factor. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah. Because if it is a major factor, it's not going to be a 10 out of 10 for me. That's for sure. It might just be mostly story and like, I hope so. Whole, like, academy thing. That, watch that the state like of play. Everything that isn't combat looked great. And I look forward to it because you can choose your own house. Ha- like, I think you get to choose your own house. And 
in your house, you get to go into the common house for each one. And even Hufflepuff, who's never shown their common house, they made a brand new common house for them, inspired of what they think it would be. It looks great. The classes look great. It's just great. One thing I saw regarding combat again that I'm just like, that makes no sense, is um, one of the moves you can do. Besides the spells, you can also do stuff regarding like the animals and creatures, which that looked okay. That part, I'm like, okay, fine. But there was one moment where the character tried to stun a bunch of enemies that got close to him, of which most of them have been humanoids, which is kind of lame. Show me something other than humanoids. Yeah. But um, the stun, he pulled a mandrake out of a pot, and the mandrake started screaming. And if you've seen the movies, you know, makes your ears hurt, Neville passes out, that kind of stuff. <laughs> so he pulls it out, and all the enemies are like, Ugh! but your guy's just like, no, I'm good. And I looked carefully, and I'm like, is he wearing muffs? Is he wearing muffs? How come that's not affecting him? No, no muffs. He's just like, by the magic power of plot, this doesn't affect me. <laughs> You're like, know. bullshit. Yeah. It's like, guy, I saw the movies. I read the book. You should be down. Mm. Yeah, well, if that comes out on the end of the year, like holiday season, so look out for that. We'll give you guys more updates as we know. More release. I'm still going to play it, so don't cool. get that wrong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Next week, Kirby and Tiny Tina's game come out. So hopefully some of us will pick that up and let you guys know what our opinion about those games were. I'm going for Tiny Tina's, I think. So I don't know about you guys. I would 100% go for Tiny Tina first because I'm just going to mooch off over by Kirby. But I would 100% get Tiny Tina, but I'm flat broke. So one day. I'm going to go and grab Kirby. I mean, I'm probably going to... I mean, I don't know if there's going to be a lot to it. I'll probably just go and speed through it, and then I'll let you guys when you guys borrow it. Usually and Kirby games are like that. Speed through it. I mean, to be fair, Kirby games are pretty easy, so... Yeah, they're pretty I short, really. But, I mean, this is but a, it looks a big yeah. mainline Kirby game, right? Exactly. Like, big open-world one. So I'm hoping yeah. it's longer than, like, Triple Deluxe. Yeah. Oh, but I hope not so. Be like Triple this... Deluxe was so, was so short. I mean, it was a lot of fun, but I burned through it so fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I still no, don't think two... it's gonna be like like you know Breath of the Wild kind of stuff where they're gonna be oh, no, you know, no. adding every you know things every <laughs> here and there. But they're like go collect nine hundred star fragments. You're like, but why though? I'll do it anyways. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, check those out. Those come out next week, and we'll talk about them more once we get our hands on them. But yeah, what else? Uh, you guys want to talk about some video games? Do you guys have some news? Have you guys heard about Gran Turismo? Oh, that's right. Yeah, it's not in a good Ooh. spot. Not in a good spot. The developers, what were they thinking? What would happen? Uh, Gran Turismo, for the most part, is a single-player game. With multiplayer aspects, you can race against other ones. But for the, there's a big campaign that's single-player, right? So why is it online only? Like, why do you have to have an online connection to play your single-player races? Oh, yeah, that's stupid. Why would you know what's great that? when that happens? When you have online only, like, you need online to do single-player races? Mm-hmm. What's great for that? Server okay. issues. Oh, awesome. so basically you can't even play the play the game. It's only been out for two weeks, and the majority, a lot of people, not the, I don't know if the majority, but a lot of people who have had that game for two weeks have not been able to play that game for two weeks. That sounds awful. Mm-hmm. So awful. And also, uh, I heard it has some microtransactions problems. I don't know if that's true or not, but I do know that the economy is uh okay. It does have microtransactions. The economy for the cars is kind of bull bullcrap, if you will, because you the way you earn credits in game 
is very slow compared to the price point of the cars themselves. Like recently, as in I think yesterday, the developer addressed people's complaints because it has issues. And their reasoning for pricing the cars so high is they were trying to simulate real world prices for cars. But mm -hmm. you're not earning credits at a rate that would make that feasible to buy those cards, cars without, you know, getting microtransactions. But the point is, okay, you're trying to make these cars at the value of their real world, real world counterparts. Guy, I mean, I, get, I play games to achieve dreams I can't accomplish, you know, in the real world. Like, I'm likely never going to own a Lambo. So why am I paying Lambo prices? Yeah. You know, just let me drive my car in my in my head. Let me let me enjoy my life here. Right. But, it's, uh, it's like it's, it's a fake car made out of digital things. But still, I want to just go and drive on it because it's be more fun. Forza also has some ridiculous prices for some cars, but the economy in Forza is so much more generous. I've had no issues really getting credits to buy cars in Forza, but that's not the case for Turismo, according to people's complaints. Yeah. They also have a roulette wheel oh. that uh, you get once per day, uh, and it's not exactly very giving. It's pretty stingy. It's just like, here's a thousand credits. Cool, that car cost a million credits. I'll get it in like 30 days or some shit. Yeah. Jeez. So another thing is, like, you can't sell the cars you buy. Yeah, that too, which you used to oh. be able to. So the only way to get credits is to grind it out or mm -hmm. moolah. Yep. Ah, that's why. Okay. Yeah. And they have this thing regarding invitations to buy cars where like in game randomly you'll be given an invitation, the opportunity if you will, to buy a new car. And okay. then they're like, "Hey, you want hey, we invite you. Prestigiously invite you to get the chance to buy this Ferrari." But I got like a Honda Accord money. No, no, no. The invitation's there. This is your opportunity. I don't got the money for it. Sorry, you missed out. Hope you get the invitation mm -hmm. some other time. Because it's RNG. That feels so like dirty. Checo's PS5 invitation. I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, very true, actually. <laughs> I want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, you're going through the thing I went through for months. I just got lucky with my... Send me, yeah, so audience, I don't know. If, some of you guys maybe got the same. There's an email that PlayStation people who like asked them to like hey let me know when there's ps5s and i got an invitation to access their website and should have been able to purchase a ps5 i was so excited when i lunch early i was on the dot as soon as 11 hit i was like let's go and the pages never loaded up i kept trying like maybe a hundred times never that's able sounds, to that's even painful. get in then on the last, yeah, as soon as I was like, when the event was ending, when it was, told, you know, like, I checked again, like, maybe I can go on it last, last, you know, one last try. It did. It loaded me up. It was like saying, oh, sorry, the event is over, and we sold out. Sorry, next time. I'm just, ouch. Damn, cried a little dirty. Yeah. It's like, you're just like, Sony, you're like, shut up, take my money. <laughs> I was ready. I was come on, Sony. I'm right Do here. Do you want my money or not? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wonder if people would be opposed, right? Be opposed. I I'm sure some people will be, but I mean, like, if you're willing to, to have a bit of a pre-order system, uh, pre-order for upcoming batches, if you will. Basically, Sony's like, okay, pay us right now, 
And when we get a batch, we'll try to send you one out. And at that point, it's like, okay, you already have my money. I'm getting a PS5. It's just a matter of when. Would you be willing yeah. to? Or would you be like, nah, I want it when I get it? Which I get. Some people are like, I'm not going to invest, you know, $500 for a PS5. Maybe who knows when. Sure, I get that. But at least with that way, you know you're getting one. It's just a matter of when. Yeah, that sounds kind of fun. But the only problem is I'm sure people would find a way to exploit the system where they're like, I'm just going to put all this money in and I'll just take all the PS4s that are showing up and then just resell them. Damn, you're right. So I'm sure someone's going to just ruin Although, it. Although I don't know what the PS4 market's like these days, but yes, you're right. Yeah. True. yeah. Um, Any other video game news you just wanted to talk about? I was going to trash more on... <laughs> no, I'm not trashing. I was going to talk more about Grand <laughs> Turismo, but really, it's in a bad state. That's really all there is to do. Poor AI, bugs, a campaign that I talked about I read more into it. It's not even really a good campaign. It's like a very, very shell of a system. So overall, game train. Uh, give it a pass. Um, there was one more thing I want to talk about, which I read this actually last night before I was going to sleep. And I was, it was a little, not, ups, it was upsetting, I will say. Because, you know, you, you like a game and you hope it's success just to find out that the people making it Dickheads. Oh, that's that's always upsetting to, to find out. Who it here really has is. played and liked Ori and the Blind Forest? Hey, I haven't played that yet. I'm like, I, 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 I own it. I haven't just, played it. Such a sweet story, too. And so. Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Just great game. Yeah. It's a, those two mm -hmm. games are great. The story's touching. Yeah. I got emotional. I love the platforming. Mm -hmm. Overall, solid games. They won awards. Well-deserved. For the developers, the head of the studios, according to a recent report that's come out, basically ex-employees talking about and current employees talking about their experiences there, the the uh, the heads of the the company Moon Studios are just a bunch of assholes. They treat their employees poorly. They verbally abuse them. They make like inappropriate jokes at the expense of others. And uh, just overall, shitty people. And then when uh, asked about, they kind of just ignore what? No, th that's not happening. That's not happening. Here's all our rewards. This is why we're we're a good studio. But that stuff, no, nah, not happening. And it, it just that sucks to so see. Dirty. It got so bad that apparently Microsoft cut like they burned the bridge with Microsoft because it was a Microsoft studio. You know, they were making those games specifically for Xbox, but they were all supported to the Switch and whatnot. But right. uh, they burned the bridge because of how badly they treated the Xbox teams. Yeah. I mean, like yeah, it, it, if they're going to be assholes like that, then just all oh, well then. Yeah, they made but it a sucks, good game. I really like the game, but yeah, if yeah, it just sucks I mean, for the developer because the developers, the ones that made the game, deserve yeah. the praise. But yeah, honestly, they, they should just move to another studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah but there won't like, be any more Ori games because it won't, it won't be the guys. same game. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. it might might be similar. You yeah, but they deserve better for sure. Fuck those guys. Yeah. Well, that's kind All of right. <laughs> shitty, but. All right, then, you guys. Moving on to some TV, some shows, and stuff like that. Last week, I forgot to bring up one thing that I wanted to bring up this week. That was the Kenobi trailer. I don't know if you guys watched that. I did. I didn't want to, but I did. <laughs> I wouldn't even want to. I couldn't help myself. I like to keep things fresh, but I'm like. Uh, Obi, so I had to. Did you guys end up watching it? Not yet. Not yeah. yet. 
I didn't even realize it was the the trailer was out. When did it come yeah. out? He lives in a cave. Uh, he doesn't know these things. Yeah, <laughs> that was almost like two weeks ago, not too long. But the show comes out May twenty fifth, and that's pretty close too now. They had so wow, much opportunity. We May fourth. Come on, Disney, <laughs> right? Right. Would have been sweet. Yeah. Jeez. But yeah, you get to see uh, Kenobi, and then you also get to see a little bit of the uh, the Grand Inquisitor. Yeah, I would was to say the, the Grand, Grand Inquisitor, up. of which there I'm has been some controversy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh boy. The controversy oh. when it's like Star Wars stuff, though. That's true. There can't be know. anything without Star Wars fans. I'm a Star Wars fan, and we suck sometimes. But uh, in this case, I do feel like it's a little bit of like. Uh, for is the costume the design designer, what is it's the costume yeah. design. It's like, you couldn't yeah. have tried just a little better. Just a little bit. Uh, the problem is, right? The problem I see, because sometimes people complain about stuff and it's like, look, it's just not feasible. It's one thing to do a CGI character and then make them into a real life costume. And some things are just not feasible. For instance, people complain about Ahsoka's character design. Do I think it's perfect? No, not at all. There's definitely things it could improve on. However, they wanted her... Uh, head spikes things to go up and like how it is in the show i mean if the actress is going to be wearing that thing all day and acting in it they're going to be very limited in mobility you have to work with what you can based off the costume that they did decide like i said it's not perfect but it's close enough i was okay with it and if she can move around and do awesome stunts with it mm -hmm. with no problems just stick with that you know we i don't yeah. need it's not, i'd rather have the two points down, then up. If it means she's going to be wielding the lightsaber in a very weird, stiff position. Yeah, yeah exactly. Definitely. Like it was honestly, I thought the the costume wasn't that bad at all. You know, especially you know they did it really like nicely, considering how long it takes to get that shit built. And, yeah, know, it takes hours to put it on too. And then you yeah. you just film for a couple like scenes, and then you gotta. I mean, it's it's a lot of work to even just get it on you, and not to mention just having it all over your face. You're trying to breathe through that, and you know, yeah. trying to do stunts and stuff. Like it's it's a lot. So yeah, yeah. So regarding the Inquisitor, one of the complaints I saw, which I get to a degree, but those people that are complaining are not like thinking about the thing I just said, because the Inquisitor, the race that the Inquisitor is, the problem people don't like with the Inquisitor is his head feels a little short. It's weirdly blobbish. And the marks on his head aren't perfect. Like, he doesn't look like very much like the Inquisitor like he does in the CGI show. Keyword, CGI show. However, his race has already been in the movie, a live-action movie. Uh, if you guys remember in Episode 3, when Obi-Wan goes to Utapau, he encounters those people... And he's like, hey, we heard there's separatist forces here. And there's like, there's no separatist forces. And then he gets close. He's like, they're above us. And that kind of stuff. You remember that guy? He's yeah. like white and pale. I remember that dude. Yeah. Long head. That's the yep. race of the Inquisitor. That guy had the long head like the Inquisitor has in the show. So people are like, if they can do it in episode three, why not in the show? If you notice, in episode three, that guy just stood still and went like, he's above us. He didn't move much. If the Inquisitor is going to be around doing backflips fighting Obi-Wan, he might not be able to have the long head stable. Yeah, because I'm like, it's going to fall off or it's going to look ter terrible. Because okay. like, I just looked up the picture for the Inquisitor just so I know. And yeah, and I'm like, it looks fine. He looks like one of the race, like one of the like. I don't love race, it. Which, yeah. Yeah, I don't love it. But if that's what they got to do for the actual like stunt scenes to look good without having to, you know, um, what do you call it? lower the quality of the stunt scene just to have the costume look a little more accurate. If that's what it costs, 
I'm all for it. I don't care. I'll I'll learn to love Blob Inquisitor. But you know, as long as his performance isn't crap. Guess we'll, we'll have to find. The out. only complaint for me, I don't know. I'm gonna get entire Tatooine. I I would just wish there. But was it over... makes sense though. <laughs> it makes no, sense it does. I know it does. But this I'm is the one time. Yes, like. The other shows, like Mandalorian, bro, just leave Tatooine third, and yeah, stuff. This is like, what, the third time? But Obi-Wan, it makes made... sense, at least. I know. But we did see that one area that looked like it wasn't Tatooine. It looked like... A little, like, Tokyo, Japan. Yeah, area, like, kind of Neon kind of City kind of and shit. Yeah, Neon I look City. forward to that part. But, yeah, after, after this series, Disney, move on. I've seen enough deserts for a lifetime. Please, right. please. Oh, yeah, they've, definitely. They've overdone it. It's been too much. <laughs> yeah. Uh... Another big trailer that came out was the Miss Marvel one. I don't know if you guys got a chance to see that. I did. Or Notice, I keep watching these things. Marvel. Yeah, Chris. Chris, he's doing his homework, you guys. Come on. Come on, guys. Get on my it's, level. It's kind of, but it's kind of amazing because he, he honestly hates trailers, though. I do. I can't help myself, though. <laughs> you guys but, know uh, who Miss Marvel is? Yeah, a little bit, um, maybe? A little bit? I, I'll be honest. I don't think I ever... I know like what she's supposed to be, like what her power set is. But I've never actually like read about anything about her. You mean so you didn't I... play the Avengers game, of no. which I liked it more than other people do? Which you know, fair point. <laughs> yeah. I, ne I, I never bought it, so true. It it's a cool honest. character, though. I think this would be. A, it's gonna be a fun story. I it's feel like Kamala Khan is to a lot of the newer generation what Spider Man was to some of us. Yeah, you know that. True. That hap uh, happy character, I mean, some of the stories are not so happy, but like young Peter Parker, high school age, that appeal of the growing hero that idolizes other heroes and whatnot. Yeah, uh, that makes sense. That's what Kamala Khan's going to be. In this case, she, oh, ca yeah. she idolizes Captain Marvel. Yeah. And the only thing that I'm just a little, like, I get it. I get it. But they changed her powers, and I'm just like, eh. eh. What they change them to? So she got stretchy body. That's her thing. Mm -hmm. And now yeah, she got like that. cosmic stretchy body. I think that's in the newer, more uh, more. Well, the thing is, her backstory, now. which was explored decently well in the Avengers game, is that she is an inhuman. She got yeah, her yeah. She got her powers from the. Gas. I think it's Terrigen gas, the same gas that gave a lot of the Inhumans their powers. She right. got that, which affected her body. She's not, she's kind of a mutant, but she wasn't born with it. The gas changed her. Yeah. Uh, so that affects it. There's no such thing as Terrigen gas in the MCU. So they're like, okay, we have to give her a power set based off a thing that's not in the movies or in any of the shows that I know of, except for the Inhuman shows. But that show sucks so badly. They canceled it after sucks. one season. Sucks. <laughs> yeah. Damn. It was trash. But anyways, All they right. could have done something because had that show been successful and they didn't botch it, it naturally would have led to, you know, inhuman Kamala. Yeah. But since they botched it, they're like, okay, scrap that idea. What else can we do? Yeah. So it seems like they're going to do something regarding her having powers based off maybe, I don't know, one of the stones. Because her, she does have still stretchy body. She still has it, but it's like, it kind of seems like it's a, a, a crystal projection. I don't know. Wait. It looked weird. Maybe based off of the uh the the red the the red infinity stone what the fuck is it called the um reality stone but I think that maybe she's based off of that it could be I don't know like we'll have to see but just ba it looked some cosmic mm -hmm. nature it reminded me of like when Captain Marvel's flying the sort of aura she gets from the trails 
yeah, that's yeah. the that's the thing I got from her like stretchy. Ability. True. Oh, yeah, yeah. okay, okay, yeah. It's out June June eighth too, so too yeah. far off. It, it might be a we'll little like we'll uh, it might be more for. I'm not saying it's not children. It's like a younger audience, like the appeal of like I said, the growing hero. Saying. I'm still gonna watch it. It might not be for me. But I'll give it a chance because you know if it's if the character's done right, if they got Kamala, even if people are like, oh, I don't like Kamala because she's a kid. Yeah, she's a kid. Get over it. But as long as they get it right, I'll give it a chance. I want those th- type of shows to succeed. And then what is it? There's also the uh, that that Doctor Strange movie coming out. Oh shit! When's that? Oh, okay. Uh, May fourth. Oh, Disney. Come on. God, Switch them around. On, dude. Yeah, right? That'd be so much better. I can wait an extra two weeks for Doctor Strange. You gotta get May 4th Obi-Wan. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, my bad. May May 6th. May 6th. See, now you're making me bag on Disney. I, I could do that anyways, but you're <laughs> I mean, you it. can do that anyways, yeah. <laughs> you can always, whenever you get a chance, you gotta do it. You don't yeah, mess I'm with like, the mouse. I'm looking, forward, I'm looking forward to that one. That one actually looks really cool. It, it looks like they're doing some, like, multiverse shenanigans with Doctor Strange, and... It just looks so mind-bending, which honestly, that's what I liked the most about the first movie, was after a while, it got so mind-bending. It's like, oh, this is cool. I, I, yes, I'm looking forward to it. We discussed it before, be but the, the trailer didn't initially grab me, because I'm like, yeah, everything he's doing, I've already seen in other movies of his. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, after right. some time, the closer it gets, eh, I'm getting a little more hype for it. Yeah, I look forward to some shenanigans. Comes out pretty soon, May six. Let's go watch it when it comes out. Sure, yeah, we can do it. Maybe we'll do a movie review. Oh yeah, that there we go. That'd be perfect. Got for that, guys. It would be nice. And uh, move. Let's move on from nerd news. I think that should be good. Get some nerd toppings out of the way. Yeah, general toppings. Get it right. Put some respect on my names. Sorry. And <laughs> this week on. Uh, General topics, Chris. Go ahead. Let us know what general topics is. This week, it seems like every week. Every week. That's fine. Uh, This week's general topping was best villains or best antagonists, and not even necessarily best, as in they're the most successful. Just because I like to say memorable, because memorable implies personal bias. So memorable villains or memorable antagonists, things that really you know when you think of villains, you're like, damn. That guy was a dick. Or maybe not for other reasons, which we'll find out. Let's start off with David, you're on the spot. Go. All right. So I picked Kane from the Command and Conquer series. Now, this guy is interesting because he's an immortal prophet that he's basically been around since maybe 4000 BC. But even then, people think that's a lie because they like to. The the organization he works for, Nod, like to fudge his records, and they don't really truly know where he's from or where he came from. All they know for a fact is since, like, the 1950s, he has not aged a day. And it's, like, 2077 by the time the story ends. And he's not aged a day. Keanu Reeves? So, uh, maybe. <laughs> Who knows? But Although, recently, Keanu's gotten a little older. Sorry. I've Ooh, noticed recent okay. Keanu, I'm like, okay, he's age is finally starting to catch up with him. But he's yeah. aging like fine wine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but th- th- this guy is interesting. And like, he's been around, he's been kind of like pushing humanity where he wants humanity to go. You know, it's one of those is like, hey, I'm giving you tools, I'm giving you knowledge, that sort of stuff. Hmm. 
and it's kind of like an anti i don't know it's it's a kind of a weird thing where it's like okay so this person's taking after like kind of a biblical figure this is really weird and people like a lot of people are like what the hell even is this guy and eventually he comes onto the scene in a big way when this substance called tiberian is on uh comes to the planet um before you spoil this game how old is it it's 20 plus years the newest game is probably like 10 plus years got yeah. it okay continue continue <laughs> all right so the planet becomes infested with tiberian at first it's this organic thing that grows these crystals and you can see it on the map when you're playing the game this is little like organic thing in the middle of this field of green and basically anything this green touches it makes it into more of itself so if you touch it you'll just you'll just start turning into tiberium sometimes it's faster sometimes it's slower depends on how much tiberium you've been exposed to damn and eventually this is just taking over the entire planet and the global defense initiative is trying to stop this basically it's global defense initiative is like all the nations of the world coming together trying to figure out all right planet is getting fucked how do we solve this problem and so that's what they're trying to do however there's also the nod organization the brotherhood of nod that is basically trying to accelerate the tiberium's growth for kane's own purposes okay. for he wants ascension for the human race and he thinks tiberium is the way to go and he eventually triggers a kind of an alien invasion the aliens are called the Skrin. The Skrin are the, actually the ones that planted the Tiberium on this planet in the first place. They kind of planted a seed, waited for it to take root, and at a certain point, they come down, like when like the Tiberium has reached its like maximum potential on this planet, and then they like harvest it because they use it for like all sorts of technologies. They they basically instead of being damaged by it, they're healed by it. So they're kind of like almost made out of Tiberium. So it's kind of like they're terraforming Earth to be more suitable for them. However, Kane wants to use these aliens for his own purpose because he wants to take over one of their threshold towers, which will allow him to ascend to greater, you know, however you ascend. And basically, he's the main antagonist throughout the series. He's always trying to, like, stop the GDI, but he's always so memorable because of the way that his actor portrays him. Because, by the way, these aren't just, like, voice actors. He is uh, voiced and acted by a real person, and he's amazing. Do you have an actor uh, name? The actor's name is Joseph David Kuken, and he's, he's all, honestly awesome. I remember the first time I saw him in the very first game. He was a little bit of a derp, I'll, I'll admit. But, like, so are, you know, everybody starting out. It's, they're a little bit of a derp. But he really grew into that role, and he embraced the role of Kane. And every time I see him on screen, I'm just glued to his performance because he's just awesome. Like, the way he, he portrays himself, because he's supposed to be this charismatic person that anybody could follow. And I'm like, honestly, every time he's on screen, I can believe it. It's just, every time he's talking, you want to hear more of what, he, of what this guy is trying to say. And, yeah, he's just so memorable. I remember that there was, they, they released... Uh, uh, basically, the first game, Command and Conquer, they released a remake for it, and Kane actually made this video, like playing as Kane, where he was basically welcoming everybody back to the first game, 
And honestly, it was one of the best videos ever because he was like, he was in character, but every now and again, he'd slip out of character to like make like a joke. And then he'd go like immediately back into the character like it, nothing even happened. <laughs> and he's just so memorable because of that, of that guy. He's just awesome. I, I love him. Well, that's great. A lot of these games can be, uh, a lot of games can be remembered not just for the story, but for memorable performances. And it seems like this yep. Kane guy really did it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay, well, good choice. I still have not played Command & Conquer. It's been on my list of things to do, along with, like, 300 other games. So maybe one day. <laughs> uh, maybe. <laughs> All right, Kane from Command & Conquer. Now, Nick, what'd you pick? Uh, so I uh, I picked, uh, I mean, I didn't really have too much to talk about this one, you know. But uh, anyways, I picked Frieza from DBZ as my villain, I guess. Um, I mean, we all kind of know who Frieza is at this point. I'm pretty sure everybody's watched. Oh, Marvel well, I know a couple people that didn't have childhoods, so please explain. <laughs> Anyways, so Frieza, you know, he he's like the first, like, big boss from, like, the, the DBZ series. You know, obviously he's not in Dragon Ball, but, like, he's, like, the big boss from the whole DBZ. He wasn't, like, the first villain that they ran into. Obviously, that was Raditz, you know? But Raditz worked under Frieza in a way, you know, so... It, yeah, eventually they third. end up fighting him. Yeah, but he's like the big, big boss, you know, mm -hmm. the first, you know, main guy. Anyways, um, I like them because, like, he's been in the whole series for a while. You know, they brought him back a few times. You know, they, they use him, you know, and there wasn't really too much, like, you know, story behind him. You know, they just have him fight. Obviously, they have, like, cutscenes where, like, you know, they show him when he's, like, a kid, you know, with, like... um with Vegeta and all that stuff, and then like the whole planet, uh, planet Kakarot, or no, was it planet Kakarot? Vegeta. Or no, planet, planet Vegeta, yeah. Planet Vegeta, yeah. Yeah, where he blew up planet Vegeta, you know, he, he basically took down all the Saiyans, you know. So, I mean, again, he's, he's a pretty powerful, like, villain, you know, but then, like, in the end, he turns into, like, kind of a joke, you know, that's why I like, kind of like him, you know. They brought him back so much that he ends up being so weak compared to the rest of them. Uh, before you go any further, because some people, you know, will never, have never seen Dragon Ball. Uh, how old is this series? Pretty damn old. Like I, <laughs> I watched it since I was like. Okay, so they've know, had a chance. Six. So okay. Yeah. By the way, the, listeners, this is joke. Don't take it up the butt. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, again, I like the fact that they brought him back so many times. You know, they've they've had him like his character development has gone from. I mean, he's never changed in a way. You know, he's always been the villain. He's always been in. He's just you been know, a and, dick. Yeah. yeah. He's always trying to kill, like, Goku and Vegeta and the Saiyans, you know, he's always trying to take over everything. He's he's never not, like, evil, but he, in the end, like, you know, he does turn into a joke where, like, no one's really afraid of him anymore, and it's very... That's true. Like, yeah. I'm not gonna say he's weak, because in the end, he does power up, and he does get stronger, you know, and he does have potential, you know, to get stronger from there, you know, but he's never gonna be a threat again at that point, so... I mean, the biggest threat he did successfully... But his uh his uh, his his successful move got deleted due to hacks. Is he straight up blew planet Earth, blew up planet Earth, because yeah. Vegeta was being a little too egoistic, mm. and then hacks well, that, with Whis being like, "All right, I'm I'm taking back time. Don't worry about it." That that like, was a I little cheap. That. He got yeah. he got a win, and then it got taken away from him. I mean, so. what do you do? It's <laughs> I, my favorite interaction between those. Two, it's kind of like regarding with Frieza, is his interaction with Beerus to just kind of show off via small verbal talk is the power level that Beerus is compared to Frieza, which Beerus was the antagonist in the movie, but for the most part, he's chill now. 
But the whole, when Frieza first sees Beerus, he's like, Lord Beerus, you're not here to punish me, right? He's like, nah, do what you want. Okay. But he got, like, he got actually shook when he saw Beerus. That, like, that was good. Yeah. Like, uh, just a little quick, oh, shit, Beerus, we, people who think Frieza is equal with Goku, and then Frieza's like, no, Beerus is way above me. That was yeah. cool. Like yeah, that. they brought in a lot of that, you know, like, especially, like, I think uh, they, they brought a cutscene in where, like, his, uh, like, Frieza's um, dad, I guess, uh, Commander Cold, was that what his name was? King Cold. King Cold. Um, yeah, he was, like, under, he was, like, basically, like, one of, like, Beerus's, like, underlings, and or not underlings, but one of his, like, you know, um, you know. Servants or something. Soldiers. You gotta, like, play, yeah. pay tribute to the God of Destruction. Basically, that's why, like, hey, the, he, he remembered that, and he's like, oh, crap, that my dad was under him, so I can't even... <laughs> But, also, um, yeah, he also gets his ass beat, like, so many times, not even just by, like, Goku and Vegeta, but also by, you know, like, in the in the Broly movie, he gets his ass destroyed. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was technically the first, like, real threat to Goku and their gang, because if they didn't stop him there, their planet probably would have been destroyed right next after. Yeah. And it spawns so many memorable means of, I've only used 10% of my power level. That kind <laughs> of stuff is so funny. And this isn't even my final form. I mean, One, yeah, how many forms right. did he have in that? In that first yeah. time when they showed him, it was like three or four forms, right? He had total, he had four forms, technically. Yeah, four. He had first form, second form, third form, final form, and final form full powered. So like his, yeah, his like last one is just that was like five. tiny Five guy. forms. He has five forms. Okay. And then, and then there, and don't forget about there's golden one later. Six forms! Yeah. And then there's like also the machine form that's just like weak, uh, but it still counts yeah, as form. Yeah, True. Okay. Even True. yeah, even Trunks just like destroys him like just Whoop in a second. Butt. I love that scene. There is one thing that they changed. What at first I was like, ah, oh, they're just taking away from Frieza's lore, but it also adds the potential conflict in the fu- in like a future DBS Dragon Ball Super arc, where it's revealed because people like one of Frieza's most heinous acts, at least to the characters of Dragon Ball is that he destroyed Planet Vegeta. You know, he destroyed the home of the Saiyans and obliterated the Saiyan race minus, like, what, five, six? So yeah, pretty much. He just, he just wiped, basically genocided a race. And everyone's like, damn, Frieza's evil because he didn't want them to get uppity. And it's revealed that Beerus is the one that kind of told him to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is like, wait a minute. Yeah, so it's like, I mean, if Vegeta ever found out, I feel like that'd be problems with, the, with them. I haven't really oh, read yeah. the manga, so I don't know if he, that's been addressed yet. But it'll add for interesting conflict should it ever arise. I oh, think I sure. did see that they addressed it, but they're trying to keep it a secret. Maybe Wiss is trying to keep it a secret. I'm I believe. Sure. Goku, I feel like he'd be like, damn, that's mean. But Vegeta, I feel like, would take it just a bit more personal. Since, you know, that was yeah. his, he was a prince of that planet. Yeah. 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 But, uh, that was uh, my guy, you know. He, uh, good choice. I mean, again, he's, he's uh, you know, one of those characters that you see a lot. And eventually, you know, he doesn't, he's not a, a good guy, but... That tag team at the Tournament of Power with Goku was amazing. That was how they took out Jiren. That was amazing. But uh, Frieza's definitely gone on more comedic side now. He gets he gets destroyed by Jiren too. You know where (laughs) that was. (laughs) Oh yeah, that's that whole Tournament Uh, Power thing was just hilarious. He's uh, he's just a punching bag, honestly. Sometimes he's gone from damn threatening force to still threatening, but you're kind of just there for comedic value now. Yeah. Yeah. I look forward to seeing what happens because the Broly movie was really good, especially the part where, you know, uh, Vegeta and Goku uh, drop off Broly on him while they go try to fuse. One hour <laughs> later, still getting clapped. <laughs> it was hilarious. Yeah. I mean, you got to give him you got to give him props for durability, though. I mean, like an yeah. hour worth of Broly beatings. That's pretty that's good. Sad. By the that's way, true. I know we're talking villains, but real quick. Next month is the new Dragon Ball movie. 
and I'm excited. Yeah. Is it coming mm -hmm. out to theaters again? Yep. At least oh, as far as I know. Awesome. I'm definitely gonna go. So oh, I'm, I want to go too. I'm going with that's my awesome. nephews, but if y'all want to go, I'm willing to see it twice. Well, right. I'll join as well. That's cool. Okay, well, Frieza, classic villain, uh, from Dragon Ball. If you don't know, now you know. And if you're upset, right. you know, go to therapy or something. The whole series is out there. Just watch it. Who knows? I mean, shit. Yeah, there's plenty of places to watch it. And if you don't really want to watch it because you're like, I don't care about it, watch Dragon Ball Abridged. It's just a funny. It's like it's not the same, but it's funny. So yeah. All right, Frieza, good, good villain, all around Dragon Ball E. And if you haven't played Dragon Ball Kakarot, it's fun to whoop his butt again. Oh all yeah, right. Checo, what'd you pick? It was a tough one. I kept going back and forth, and honestly, usually when I get to general topics, I like to write a lot of notes so I can be as detailed usually. But mm -hmm. this time I couldn't really decide, so I'm kind of just winging it with what I believe. Maybe what I have a runner-up, which I'm gonna just a quick one because I think should be on the list but just barely missed it for if my, by some my miracle list. you pick mine <laughs> <laughs> do you want to go first just in case no i'm i'm like 95 percent sure you'll ever pick it I but same here same all here. i know i mean you well, picked SpongeBob and patrick last time and i was like fuck <laughs> my notes are gone <laughs> uh, it's just a runner up and i'll just mention a little bit i'm not gonna get too into that one because okay. i'll get more into my main one runner up is handsome jack from oh, great Day. villain yeah and the way, the way the reason I think he's such a great villain is because the whole game he's just like picking on you. He's getting you to get angrier and angrier as the story goes. And there's a lot of beats to the story that really make him look like the worst human being in this planet, you know. And he's like I said, just having a fun villain sometimes it made the game so much better for me. It made it more interactive because I, I really just wanted to continue to get more scenes from him. And the fact that he just controls everything that's going on in that planet and keeps, like, sending them towards you to, like... Uh, and he's it's like a game for him, honestly, at that point. He's the one playing the game while you're just trying to survive. I think Handsome Jack is definitely something uh, someone I wanted to mention for definitely one of the best villains in video games or in general. But if you haven't played Borderlands 2, I definitely recommend that game, too, because it's a lot of fun. He just makes the game so much better. Yeah, even though Borderlands Three gameplay is superior in my in my opinion, the story mm -hmm. of Borderlands Two is still I compete. Yeah, it's that good. I mean, all yeah, the stories yeah, that villain good. just made the whole really brought the franchise out of that. Like, I, like I mentioned earlier, like good performances can make a game memorable, and his performance was yeah. great. oh yeah, mm -hmm. oh definitely. And I don't want to say too much, but I think there is a Borderlands movie coming out, and I think they might include him in there. Uh, that's a little out. early. I know. Uh, yeah. I have, I have like no more. hopes for that movie. I'm being honest. Yeah. I have no hopes. Yeah. You know, after I've seen some cast members, yeah, I'm I'm the same. I'm... Kevin Hart is Roland, like, bro. What the hell? That does not make sense. Uh... Does not make sense. <laughs> Roland is a beefcake. Like oh yeah. Beef I I could have seen actually The Rock for that one this time. Yeah. I usually don't like The Rock that much, but I can see it. Yeah, I can see it too. That was my runner-up. That's not my main one. I just wanted to bring him up because I think he's pretty important. I'm a main guy who I think is one of the worst villains out there, and this is in movies, comics, games. It's Palpatine from Star Wars. Mm. Yes. Yeah. One of the reasons I think he's one of the most threatening you know, villains out there is because he started the journey just being in plain sight, and you don't never, you never suspect this guy you know manipulating everyone 
really. He's a master puppet throughout the whole all all these and even Puppeteer. back now. Yeah, exactly. Even now, oh. back to the new <laughs> movies, they had to. I know people might hate the new ones, but they bring him back because he's the ultimate threat at the end of the day for Star Wars lore. You know. You know. I just From think like... he needs therapy though. He's he's like suicidal <laughs> throughout all three arcs. Strike me <laughs> down, kill me. I think he should wear like some sort of mask too, because his face is freaky as hell. Maybe that's why he wants to die, man. It's just like I he, he's got like a, a big old walnut. butt crack in the middle of his face. Like it's like Ugh. that's not what I thought it was, but okay. <laughs> he's a uh, big old dickhead. It's yeah. <laughs> okay, that's even worse. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like I was saying though, unlike the others, like his former Jedi apprentices, Count Dooku, Anakin, and you know General Grievous, he had no redeemable like anything about him is good. There has been nothing, you know. Just played everyone. He he's the one that got the clones to be made. He he made a deal with them. Then he had those armies fight the droids' armies to just make it so the Jedi kind of have to like seek power more and then try to blame the Jedi all these mistakes and make them look bad i just i don't want to spoil too much for people who have maybe not gotten into this worse lore but palpatine is definitely one of the main you know antagonists just controls star wars and the its lore just like kind of manipulate anakin from the beginning he saw like the potential he had and he knew he had to control him he just always from the beginning started like manipulating him to the dark side little by little. And since the the Jedi weren't accepting Anakin, he took advantage of that. And when you think about best villains, you think of Darth Vader. And so when I was thinking like, wait, who's Darth Vader afraid of? And then I'm like, Palpatine. But so the Jedi really he's... didn't help their case. Like, did Mace and Yoda know. have to well mostly Mace. Did he have mm -hmm. to be such a dick to Anakin? The chosen one. Let me treat him like trash. Because if they're all character everyone. Grow. Like, bro, exactly. You could have been a little nicer to the guy. Oh, your mom just advantage. died. Get over it. Yeah. You don't get a seat. I don't know. Mace was a fucking dick. I feel yeah, like he but, caused uh, Anakin's downfall yeah, just Jedi, as much yeah. as Sheev manipulating him. Exactly. You know, he's the one that was really always kind of manipulating that too. You know, so sure. I don't know. That's that's my ultimate villain that I wanted to bring this week. Yeah, and even if his motivations in the last the sequels the trilogy. Are silly, uh, in my opinion. Overall, great character. Uh, Wins too. He like that's one thing too. Like to, that makes a great villain. You know that someone that actually plans everything out and, and wins. He kept at asking, "Kill me," and he got killed. He got what he wanted. Yeah. Just, he wanted to die and test out his cloning machine. Yeah, <laughs> but it didn't right, work out. Me. But yeah, good, good villain. How are you, Chris? What is oh your man, I had to make some tough decisions here because I thought about like, okay, villains. What's some good class of villains? I thought about Ganondorf. Or specifically, evil, the soul of evil incarnate. Because if I talk about just Ganondorf, then I'm only talking about one character. If I talk about the soul of evil incarnate, that goes back all the way to Skyward Sword's demise, the king of evil. And how when he was defeated by the hero, he, he cursed the first Zelda, or the reincarnation of the goddess Hylia, and the soul of the hero. He said... When I am reborn, I will come back and I will haunt your predecessors or descendants. I will haunt whatever comes after you. I will keep trying to kill them. And that's why Ganondorf is a thing. He is making true on Demise's curse. New Link, who has the soul of the hero, Zelda's descendant is another Zelda, and there's always a Ganondorf there to make their lives hard. 
but that's not who I'm going to talk about because that would be easy. So I'm actually thinking, when I think of villains, when I think of antagonists, memorable ones, there's always the comically evil, twirl your mustache, I'm going to get you gadget type villains. But those are so cookie cutter to me. What I like is some villains with a little more complexity to them. And I find that villains that don't know they're villains or villains that you're not sure are villains are the most interesting to me. As such, uh, spoiler warnings. I'm only saying this because compared to y'all's series, those series are like decades old. This particular yeah. game that I'm about to talk about only came out, what, maybe two, three years ago? So spoiler warnings for Persona 5 Royal. Uh, there will be a timestamp in the description if you want to jump to that. I'm going to try to keep it spoiler-free, though, in case you want to listen to it. I'm not going to address names. But oh, be good. the final, final boss of Persona 5 Royal has motivations that put a question to a player of, is what they're doing necessarily evil? Because he's essentially making everyone happy. He's fulfilling everyone's dreams. Your dad died in a car crash? No, your dad's alive. You have a happy family. You're a struggling artist? No, you're successful and you're getting everything you wanted. Is it all real? No, it's not real. But if it's real in your head enough that that's what you visualize and that's what people around you visualize, does it matter? Basically, if what makes you happy made to get something to get what made you happy you would have to live a false life but a false life collectively with others around you where they're happy so basically what i'm asking you here checko if you had the decision between living your current life which you may be happy with you may be not maybe you think wish things were better but if you had the decision to live your happiest lives and we also lived our happiest lives in the same spot together but they're not real but that's what we believe, because that's what we see. Would you choose that? Or would you rather face life's difficulties, even though that's, that's the reality? You'd rather face life's difficulties and make those choices yourselves, or would you rather be happy? Because that's what this villain presents as a question. Yep. His whole thing is he makes everyone's, like I said, their, uh, their happiest uh, desires a reality for them. But the problem is the conflict with the uh, the protagonist is that he respects the protagonist enough that he's like, okay, I'm making this entire thing for the world where they're happy, but I want you to accept that reality. If you accept that reality, then it will continue it. But if you reject it, I'm going to try to convince you that this is for the best. And that's why you're fighting him, because your protagonist rejects the reality of, okay, I don't want the easy way out. I want to struggle. I want it to be my decision, which is respectable. It's respectable. Mm -hmm. But I mean, by doing that, he's also taking away the happiness that other people might have, you know? Like, there's characters whose family members had died throughout the series, Mm -hmm. and those family members are alive again. And by by challenging the bad guy, he's taking those characters' families away from them. Are they real? No. But in that reality, they are. And if they don't go away from that reality, they'll stay alive. 
And overall, throughout the throughout the game, the villain, if you will, because I even struggle to call him a villain, just because their motivations are not inherently malicious. They believe yeah. what they're doing is truly best for everyone else. But they are, in that moment, the antagonist. It's such a complex character, especially their story regarding a different character who I'm not even going to address because I would be major spoilers for that game. Oh, yeah. But just overall, like he's in he's the villain and he's the antagonist because he's, he's who you go up against. But whether he's an actual villain is completely a personal opinion. Personally, I don't think so. I think he was misguided, uh, but he had noble, noble ambitions because I get the desire to make everyone's lives happy. Hell, I mean, like if I think about my own family. If I could make my family happy, even if it wasn't real, but they believed it, I would go down that route. Because, yeah. yeah, it's like, like I said, it's not real, real. But if that's how it is till we die, then it was real to us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, damn, it's really hard I, to talk about it without talking about spoilers. But go ahead. Yeah, I, th I think I think the thing that also is just one of those. He was like your best friend, too. And you have to go up against him. Okay, it, so that, before we get was, there. Because I'm trying to talk about spoilers. He's not actually yeah. your best friend. He's not Ryuji, just so you guys know. No. <laughs> He's just like a very personable person. Like you, you, yeah. you like him, right? Huh. Nothing negative about him. He's just overall on your side. Yeah. Yep. He's, he, yeah. He, he wants nothing but the best for you. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it is, it's so hard to go up against him. Mm -hmm. gotcha. It really is. Uh, it sounds all great. That's, yeah. It's yeah. harder, yeah, to make decisions like that with when it, when they give you everything you could have and want. Uh, it's not real, so yeah, yeah. And the it's fight against him while you're fighting, he's like so because he has internal conflict. Because the reason he is that way is because of tragedy that happened in his fat and his life, yeah. and something he did, which I'm not gonna describe, but he did something in order to help someone else at the cost of his own happiness, and he's like, it was for the better. But if I can do that for one person, maybe I can do that for everyone. And that's where it goes on yeah. from there. And it's yep. fantastic because as you're fighting him, you guys are basically, you're fighting as, as you play in the game. You fight. But you're also having a dialogue with each other. But like, this is why I think I'm right. And your rebuttals of like, yeah, but you're doing wrong because of these reasons. We should be able to, people are, by denying people's griefs, you deny them the ability to move on from that grief, to process it correctly. And uh, it's pretty fascinating. But, um... Yeah, that boss, really good. Also, his his theme song and the theme song of his area, absolute bangers. Yes, absolute. And I I gotta say, the theme the, the the theme of the general area when you're like past the point in the game where you actually get into like the open world, it's such a sad theme, but it's also it's like a bittersweet theme. That's yeah. the term. Cool. Yeah, it's bittersweet. That's what it feels like, and it's just. It's just, it's got, an amazing song, but it's just so hard to listen to sometimes. Mm -hmm. like it his, makes you think. His personal theme is really good. So his theme has a lot of hints of like, it's really good, but it has hints of like sorrow, undertones. Like it, it's, it's, you, you're vibing to it, but you're like, you know what? This is a good groove, but I'm also kind of sad. That's just, yep. and that's just the character to a nut show. Yep. Not show. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, final boss of Persona 5 Royal. Great villain. My opinion. Oh yeah, nice. absolutely. It sounds intense. Cool. I, I need to. I need to play that series. I, mean, I hope you have a hundred plus hours play. available. Yeah. What's it? Uh, yeah. What's the platform that it's on? Is it on like uh, PlayStation Four? PS Four, Xbox, PlayStation. I don't know, I don't know if it's on Xbox. It's not, on... it's not on Nintendo. I don't know if it's on Xbox. PlayStation exclusive. 
Uh, this I can probably find it on Steam. If I, I mean, if you want to borrow it, that would be up to David's permission. But he got that sweet ass steel book. Yeah. Yes. I'm like, it's a it's a nice one. It's fantastic. In fact, David, if you never want it back, I will actually buy this off. <laughs> well, it looks like it's fun. It's cool. It's a really great game. Very long, but uh, 100% worth it. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And honestly, this is one of the few series. I'm slightly off topic with villains. But this is, in recent memory, one of the few games that when I was close to the ending and I knew it was about to end, I was actually sad that it was over. I was like, damn, that whole journey's over. Now what am I going to do? Yeah. Like, it was just that entertaining for me. And the characters were just that well, good. I like them. Yeah. Things about that game. So, yeah. Yep. Definitely check that out. Sona 5 Royals. Yep. That was general toppings this week. Best villains, favorite villains, memorable villains. Whatever you want to do. Antagonist. Yeah. I'm moving on to the four nerd categories. And Nick might be living a little early today. So, we're going to give him the first spot, which is going to be shows. Yeah. I'm always first. Oh. Actually, <laughs> quit your job. Nick, you gotta stop. You gotta stop. Yeah, exactly. So Nick is gonna start us off today on the four Nick. Uh, four Nicks? We only know two, dude. <laughs> uh, sorry. Uh, Go ahead, Nick. Started us. What shows are you recommending? What, what are you talking about? All right. Well, I mean, I usually have a bunch of shows to you know to talk about, but this week I didn't really have too much since I haven't really been watching too much new stuff. Um. So I just decided to pick one of the shows that I really liked from the you know past you know the past couple of years that I've been watching it. I got into it kind of late, you know. I think there was only two seasons out or already when it was out. But um, the show's called Dark. It's on Netflix. Um, it's I mean I don't know if you guys have seen it yet. Um, it's a German show. It's yeah, um, it. it's a sci-fi crime mystery kind of thing. Um, and I mean it, there's also drama in it too. Um, but again it's it's in German. Um, but there are subtitles, and I, I mean, I think it's a pretty good one. Um, not to spoil it too much, but it does involve time travel. Um, nice. so I mean, it's really good. First, the first couple episodes are like, you know, you you have to actually just get into it and like, you know, try to get through those two, and like, you know, then it starts to pick up a little faster, and you start getting really into it. I don't know. Um, again, if you don't like uh, reading subtitles, then you might, you know, just want to find something else. But unless you know German, I mean, then you know better for you but um but yeah it's a really freaking good show um it throws you around a lot too and it's it's always asking uh, like having you ask like you know questions you know like you're kind of like just lost not lost but like you're just you're like you have to kind of really pay attention and like really take notes on the characters and because again the whole time travel thing like again not to spoil too much of it but like they were jumping around different like times and different generations and they kind of like you know the adult version meets younger version or tries to mess with younger versions like um younger versions like plot or not plot but like life you know so that way in the future you know timeline yeah that's what it is um so yeah they it, there's a lot of uh, stuff to it you know you got to kind of just pay attention a lot to it but in the end like i mean they they try as hard as they can to like make things better for themselves uh, or their younger timelines but in the end it's all connected it's all part of like the whole like you know the whole like story like you can't really change how things are going to go it's already been yeah. pre predetermined you know in a way like even if you're That's jumping around time like that it's all going to happen anyways like but what I like about it is like you know it doesn't just like it doesn't just revolve around one character. There's like different uh, characters that change that you know the timelines and stuff. So that's why you got to really pay attention to like the the different like you know arcs of all these characters. You know they all they all end up finding because it's it's basically like this little wormhole that they find inside of a inside of a cave, 
Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm not spoiling too much. It's been out for a few years. Yeah. Um, I think that's like in the first episode too. But uh, yeah, they find a wormhole inside of a cave, and they, eventually they explain how that wormhole became. You know, like it, it's it's been there for a while. You know, and there's a lot to it. You know, um, definitely like recommend it if if you're trying to get into like one of these. I mean, crazy shows. It's won a good amount of awards too. So. Mm-hmm. And there's three seasons out already, or there's been three seasons out, so it's like, you can really just binge it, um, and it's, again, one of those shows that you really have to, like, seriously sit down and pay attention to, because if you don't, you're, you're gonna, you're gonna be asking yourself, yeah. like, what the heck is happening, you know? But, um, yeah, it's, it's like a, you know, at first it starts off, like, as a crime mystery, where, like, this kid just goes and he disappears, and, um, eventually, like, the, it gets into the whole time travel thing, you know, where they try to find him, you know? I guess like uh he basically like, man I don't like if I get into it like I'm just going to spoil the whole story. <laughs> Anyways, the the only reason he disappears is because he goes into the cave and he goes into the wormhole, you know. Yeah. People think like oh my god he got murdered or whatever, but he ends up just jumping time and obviously he's not going to come back. So mm-hmm. Interesting. It's a really people, good one. I've heard what people show compare is this? this to like Stranger Things too. Oh, okay. What show is this? It's called uh, Dark. It's called Dark. Dark? Like just Dark. D A R K? Yep. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna have to check it out. Yeah, and it's on it's on Netflix. You know, it's been out there mm-hmm. for a while. You know, not people, not many people like it because again, it's in German. You know, there's not like very crazy like, subs you know, or dubs, bro. Actors. What's your decision? Subs or dubs? <laughs> I'm a dub uh, new anime fans hate me. I'm a dub. Give me that uh, dub. Shame. Yeah. Shame. Shame. I don't know why I'm yelling, but yeah, I, I, I get it. Um, people like to hear their native language. It's just easier. You don't have to necessarily look at the screen to pay attention. But if there's no other option, are you gonna miss out on a good well, show? Worth it though. I think it's if, worth it. If you're if you're used to the subtitles, then you can read fast and still pay attention to the the, the whole thing. Like yeah. it's, it's but not like too I know hard. some people that put this but, kind of stuff on as background, and that would not work for them. But yeah, no, this this is one of those. If you actually want to show, like that, you're gonna pay attention to this. Sounds great. Just you know, be mindful that you'll have to read. Oh God, it's, reading. Who does that these days? Again, <laughs> yeah. If after the first couple episodes, it'll definitely hook you into like its its whole story. Like you'll you'll just jump in and like you just want to know what the heck is happening because, again, it's not just revolving around one main character that's just trying to fix everything. It's like there's a lot to it where like his his storyline is is like changed by like you know some other guy jumping in time. Like it, it's there's so much to it that like it, I can't even like you know explain. There's like too many like. Too many loops and too many like yeah. uh, plot twists like... and too many things that you find out each episode and you're like, oh god, that's why this is happening. Like, oh god, but it's a really good one. And um, again, I definitely recommend it if you're looking for a show that's like not so like you know, like funny or whatever. You know, you're trying to like get something serious and like oh, it's yeah. it definitely it makes you think. You know, like you know the whole like time travel thing too. You know, like where. You know, you can't really change how things are going to go, even if you try to jump back in time and, like, you know, warn your past self or something like that, you know? Yeah. It's all going to happen anyways. But, yeah, that's one of that's one of the shows that I really liked when it came out. Um, again, it took me a couple of episodes to really get into it, but it was uh, definitely a really, really good show. And, I mean, the awards, you know, talk for themselves. It got a good amount of them. But, again, it's not in English, so... It's you know up to you if you're you know into that. I don't know. I don't really know if it's dubbed, but it definitely has subtitles. People can find out for themselves. Cool. Dark on Netflix. Uh, I'll actually check it out. That sounds interesting. You know, I don't really watch shows, so but I'll check it out. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay. Well, thanks, Nick. Cool recommendation. Yeah, thanks. So go ahead and watch that if you haven't. That's going to be shows. And starting, usually it's games. We're going to be moving on to games next. And today is going to be Chris without an H. Coco. What oh, do you God. have for us? If I said nothing, would you be mad? <laughs> uh, okay, well, here's the thing. I've been playing a lot of Elden Ring, and I don't want to play, say, talk about it for like the fourth week in a row. I did mention Link Between Worlds, but I mean, as always, play Zelda. Mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about a series that I've always had a long time love for. It's mm-hmm. popular with a lot of people, but it's I'd say it's not that known in triple A spheres, because it's not a triple A game, it's actually a double A game. Uh, who here has played the Darksiders series? I know I about it. Yeah, I know about it. I love the entire the series. First, second game. And then I played that co-op game with you, Chris. Yeah, so Darks- Darksiders. Uh, the whole premise of Darksiders is it's, it, it has biblical themes. It's based off the Force Horsemen of the Apocalypse. Uh, variations of them from the actual, like, you know, the book the bible or whatever book it yeah, is right. but uh because they're not directly whereas in the bible i think it's like famine war conquest death and pestilence or something like that there's a fifth horseman this one it's war death fury and strife those are the four horsemen so the whole story with the of the dark siders is regarding there's several races there's the angel to angels the angelic race the demons of hell the humans and the Nephilim, which are basically a mix of human uh, angels and demons, which are like super beings. Uh, they're super powered. But the, the Nephilim got too strong, and they were starting to conquer planets in the galaxy and whatnot, and subjugating people, that there was this council called the Three, I think it's called the Char- the Chart Council, that was given power by the Creator, because, you know, you can't directly say God. And they were basically given the task of, hey, you need to bring balance back to the the universe and the chart council recruited four nephilim four of the strongest nephilim and gave them extra power then the power would be to be the four horsemen of the apocalypse of the council if you will and their first task was to genocide the nephilim their race this is all talked about early on in the first game so and besides the games are really old so spoilers sucks to be you but um their first task was to basically wipe out their own race. And they did it. They killed every single Nephilim, including like people that they thought of as brothers and sisters. And that's the main backstory of it. This, that kind of influences how the games go. But the very first game starts off with you as war, because the apocalypse, as you will, has a, a dane time that there's these seals. And when all seals are broken, the apocalypse happens. War between heaven and uh, hell on earth. And the premise of the first game is that the the seals were broken prematurely. And the war started early before mankind had uh, had gained the ability to basically be in an equal level between heaven and hell. As such, they were getting stomped. And war got summoned by the seals breaking. And went there and was like, what the hell? I'm here early. What happened? And he's fighting He's fighting his way through the angels because he, he's impartial. It's not, oh, they're angels. He's with God. No, he, he, he throws equal lefts and rights to angels and demons. But the story is, he came early. The war started early. 
as such, mankind had no chance. Humankind got genocided as well. There is no more humans. And the Charred Council blames Ward. They think he's the one that broke. He, he started the apocalypse early by going, though. War says, I just merely responded to the seals being broken. To which case, the chart council shows, look, the seals are fine. Nothing was broken. Why'd you show up? And that's the whole thing that War's like, what the hell? How did I get summoned? And he gets punished. His power gets drained. And he's basically subjugated to death until he said, let me find out what happened. I want to know who broke the seal, how this all came to be. And if I die, well, your judgment has been meted out anyways. So that's the first game. You come down as war with a little prison shackle, which is this guy called The Watcher, voiced by Mark Hamill. Great great performance as not Joker Joker. And uh, I just love the whole aspect of it, because the story between the Nephilim and the, um, the four horsemen, and the, the interaction between the horsemen and the angelic race, demonic race, and the chart council. Pretty entertaining story. Uh, I like a story that's more talked about in the, the later games. Like, for instance, of those four horsemen, the most powerful is Death, obviously. But his whole thing and his story, it, whereas War is trying to find out what caused the apocalypse, Death, uh, but his, his, uh, when he's brought back to Earth, where you actually play the game, this is all talked about in like the first hour, so it's not major spoilers. When he's brought back to Earth, once the apocalypse happened, because he, he got summoned during the apocalypse, people are dying. Shit's going down, right? And then he gets pulled back because he gets quote-unquote killed. You can't actually kill the horseman. That's a thing. But when he gets, back, gets sent back to Earth, it's like, what, hundreds of years later? Humanity has all been already been obliterated. So you're basically walking through a hellscape. Whereas Death's game, the second game, you play as Death trying to basically fix the problem. Okay, war started the problem. The, the war started the apocalypse. Mankind got wiped out, therefore war needs to be punished. Well, what if mankind doesn't die? Then there's no case to actually punish war. So his game has to do with him trying to bring back humanity. But during that, there's a lot of guilt uh, death has. uh, Because even though he accepted the power of the Chart Council, and he wiped out his fellow brothers and sisters of the Nephilim, minus his direct brothers and sisters, War, Strife, and Fury, which they're not directly related, but they're basically, they all, they, they're all they have now, so they're family. But um, even though he killed all of them, he has, like, he's guilt, he feels guilt. He tries not to address it, but he, he wonders if there was another way. And as such, there's a, a part early on where this one guy that he entrusted with the souls of the Nephilim because he, he couldn't get, bring himself to destroy the souls. He just killed their physical forms. And the guy's like, this is too much. I keep hearing their screamings. Take it back. And Death's like, no, I don't want it. Because obviously it's like, hey, those people, those souls are going to be mad at him. And thing happens. In the end, Death ends up with the souls permanently on him. So he has that constant reminder of the people that he slaughtered. And the whole interactions between the horsemen amongst themselves, but also how they each deal with their quote-unquote crime that is genociding their race was very, uh, I don't know, that was my favorite aspect of the story of the Darksider series. I haven't even talked about 3 or Genesis, which takes place way before the first game. But each character, each individual 
horsemen has a very unique personality to them. Fury's the strong-headed one who wants, who thinks she's better than everyone. She's not, mm -hmm. but she has a superiority complex. Uh, Strife is kind of like the go happy-go-lucky but serious guy who has this hidden, also guilt where he really regrets killing the Nephilim, but he understands that it was necessary. That's the mm -hmm. stoic one that everyone has to respect because he can easily kill everyone. And War is the... He's the meatbag, you know? He's the uh, not-so-smart, but he's very strong guy. I don't know. Um, I feel like I'm doing a disservice just describing the story because I'm, I'm leaving out so much of it. But yeah. the, the games themselves are fun. Zelda-like, God of War... Zelda like in exploration and dungeons, God of War and combat. They kind of okay. vary between them. Yeah. And uh that's the first one. Like the first one is Zelda like with God of War. The second one is still Zelda like. That is consistent throughout all the games, the Zelda like dun dungeon aspect, but also has like Prince of Persia maneuverability and the weapon. They have uh, you have a class based thing where you could do like either melee, heavy weapons, or be a spellcaster with death. Furies is a little harder. She, that game was hard. That's all I can really say about it. And Darksiders Genesis is a co-op game where you play a strife and war. And it was really good. It was more like a Diablo, but without the loot, really. Mm -hmm. Yeah, overall, Darksiders Trilogy, or Quadrilogy. Yeah. <laughs> play it. It's fun. I, I really enjoy it. It goes on sale all the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's on all platforms? Uh, yeah, it's on everything. Including okay. Switch? Including, well, I think it's on Switch too. Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. That was games, Chris. Thank you so much. Cool game there. Definitely check that out if you haven't. A lot of crazy beats and the stories there, and the combat sounds pretty interesting. So, I mean, Smith? whenever they involve, I mean, I'm not saying like it has to be Bible involvement, but like, you know, I, I always love that when they, they try to Stuff put like that, that shit in there, you know? Cause it's, it's like, like it's, its own it's version sort of, of it too. Well, it's kind of like why I like, uh, you know, God of War so much too, you know, because they put all the yeah. old gods and all the new gods mm -hmm. and all that extra stuff, you know. It's yeah, I know like, what you mean. It's pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Moving on, we've had shows, we've had games, then moving on now to movies. Today is going to be Senor David. Go on, Senor David. Hello. So I'm going to be real with you. I wanted to go see a new movie okay. actually yesterday, but okay. I got called into work, so yeah. that plan kind of got blown out of the water because I wanted to go see Moonfall because it looked like it, it looked like one of those disaster movies that's like it looked like it would be a fun movie. I knew it wasn't I knew it probably wasn't going to be like the best best type of thing, but it looked like it would be a fun movie to watch. So I was okay. a little bit disappointed because like disaster movies are some of my favorite movies because it's that's just fun. like the destruction and all that it's just it's really fun to see just because you know it's not you don't take it serious it's just one of those oh you know shit's exploding on the screen it's cool you know this and you could get to happen. see like yeah oh yeah totally could happen like that's all my some of my favorite things they're like oh man <laughs> but uh i, mean, I, I figured cool. i might as well talk about like at least a little bit of the disaster movies that i okay. like because yeah. There's a couple that I like. The, the ones that I really enjoy are, like, the tornado-based ones. I don't know why, but ever since I was a kid, <laughs> I have had, like, a thing with tornadoes. I really like the way that they look, the way that they form. It's 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 really cool. I mean, I understand that it's, like, you know, this is it's a real-life disaster. It's, you oh, know, God. not to be so taken you're lightly. you a fan of those Sharknado movies? 
Maybe. <laughs> a little bit. But I was actually going to talk about different movies. I was uh-huh. going to talk about Into the Storm and Twister. So yeah. those movies are both about tornadoes. Like it's basically like the main antagonist of the movie is tornadoes. Tornado. <laughs> yeah. Twister is older. I think it's like 1990s, somewhere around there. And yeah. then Into the Storm is newer. It's like 2011, I think. Okay. And mm-hmm. yeah, they actually follow. They're kind of they're roughly the similar kind of. They follow the same kind of people. They follow mm-hmm. storm chasers for the most part. In Twister, mm-hmm. it's purely about the storm chasers. It's just basically you follow them, and they're trying to get like more data on the Twister, get a better warning system, and all that. Mm-hmm. So they, you know, they they of course they succeed in the end. They're like, yeah, we did it. But it's like you know, in the grandiose Hollywood fashion, in the most ridiculous way possible, they they manage to pull it off, right? Huh. In Into the Storm, yeah. they they kind of follow two different groups i would say one group is the these like two teenagers and like the dad who also happened to be the principal you know shenanigans ensue right right <laughs> and then there was another group which is basically these three storm hunters one that's trying to make a documentary about tornadoes and he has like this special like stooped up car that's like super tanky that mm-hmm. can't be like it basically it's like it's tornado proof you can't move and one of those thing. guys the yeah, the tornadoes and stuff yeah exactly except he's got like uh, like a cinema, t- uh, was it a cinema style camera? Like you know, like how you have the quality in like the movies. That's the kind of camera he has, and he basically spent like most of his fortune basically building a tank around this camera, so he could just drive it into a twister. Interesting. <laughs> and we'll basically, you follow too, those. Awesome. Yeah, it might, it's really cool. I I actually like that thing because it's you actually. Those kind of cars in real life are actually real. Like you can, yeah. like if you look it up, it's well, like storm chasers are really real cool. too. Yeah, <laughs> uh, exactly. Or tornado so chasers, like, whatever. It, it, it's really cool to see it, and I, I like the kind of like the parallels between because I'm like eventually in Into the Storm, the two groups actually do end up meeting up, and then they have to try to like survive this, you know, once in a century twister outbreak where basically it's just like there's just tornadoes everywhere, and of course, as all good twister movies do. It culminates into a category five twister that's like it's the biggest <laughs> thing that we've ever seen. Yeah. yeah. Where it's just like it's a mile wide, it's just going everywhere, everything's going crazy, three hundred mile per hour winds. And so it's just like, you know, it's wild. So There's I and... <laughs> Yeah. The cows flying. I think in into the storm they showed like an airport nearby and there was like airplanes being picked up and they're just being oh. chucked through the sky like oh, toys wow. that's a nightmare of mine actually yeah just being yeah. like on a in a plane and some disaster happening like that pretty much i'm like it, it, it was honestly pretty cool and uh i like how even like even like in the twister one the the effects for the twister were actually pretty good at least you know at least for the time it was and then they improved it even more in into the storm and then, like, both of them, like, they use, like, darkness and, like, not being able to see the twister, like, super clearly. But it's still mm-hmm. pretty cool. Okay. And then there's, I like, a... I watching those movies. Like, especially, oh, yeah. Like, they would, they would not force us, but, like, it, I mean, and it wasn't, like, the, the you know, it's not like the fact that... But, like, you know, in high school, you know, they would always put that yeah. in, like, you know, <laughs> so true. like they, they didn't want to do anything to teachers, you know, they would throw on a movie. And usually it was <laughs> one of those. Which again, yeah. it's like they pick some good movies sometimes. So oh, they're always entertaining. I think. I mean, More it wasn't just like better. the fact that you don't have to do work, you know. But. Uh, hey, Chad. Yeah, um, are, are you are you behind? 
Huh? Okay, no, you're not. I, sorry, he can. Uh, we'll we'll tell him to cut it out later. But uh, it sounded like you were a little bit behind. I'm sorry. I don't know. You're good. My bad. Okay. No, no, no. You you're good. Okay. I was just making sure. I didn't. I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. I got a little close now. Okay. Oh. And uh, yeah. And is there anything else, David, you want to tell us about this? What was the name of the movie again? Well, you said two so, movies. Okay, so one of them is called Twister. That's the actual name of the movie. It's called Twister. The Twister. other one is called Into the Storm. Into the is Storm. it um? Is it a? Yeah. It's like is it like two the the like a series kind of thing or is it no two different movies? They they have they have nothing to do with each other. They're just two different oh, okay. movies. They just uh, happen to have like similar plots. Mm, okay, that's cool. Yeah. Cool man. Check that out if you haven't. I yeah, want to I think Twister is a, a little like some more old school, so I kind of want to check how that turned out. Well, I was I was watching Twister in high school, that's why I was. Oh, like, you did? Oh, so you know about? Yeah, yeah they used. That's why they used to throw it on every time, you know, when uh, they really didn't want to actually cool. do any. Classes, yeah, it's you know? it got that the old school. I think it's like they they have like awesome. a lot of like the the old school actors and like I honestly they 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 had some great performances in there. Yeah. They really did. Well, solid choice. So, yep. Yeah, yeah. I was shows. We did games, movies, and finishing off is going to be books, which is me this time. But we did a full circle. Hey, look at that, you guys. We're back. Yeah, this is where we started. Yeah. So. Started from the bottom, uh, now here at the top. Now we're here. Exactly. We're back on books. Oh, wait, no. I'm not the bottom. Fuck that. (laughs) (laughs) You said it, man. I'm sorry. You can't take that back. I'm editing this out. You can't. On the internet now. (laughs) (laughs) All right. But yeah, so <clears throat> last time uh, I was on books, I suggested one of my all-time favorite comic books, and that was Image Comics Saga by Ryan K. Vaughn and Fiona Staples. So check that out if you haven't. But the suggestion was great, but it's not for everyone. It's mature. It's heavy with storytelling. Like I said, it's very adult. And last time I also described Saga like uh, Star Wars meets Game of Thrones. It this has, week's book it has clearly shifted tones to dragon yeah. sucking himself off. Hey, well, so, I don't know uh, where Star Wars lot, and Game of Thrones. A lot maybe more, Game of Thrones. Maybe that's, Game that's, that's just one. one that's just one of the disturbing images that you have to look at. Oh, just one. There's a lot more. I, I look forward There's a lot to more. It. I look forward Trust to me, it. Yeah, you you'll you won't be like you know surprised when you see like you know just yeah. random ball sacks and. <laughs> Oh, Again. That was that is saga. It's very mature. So if you're going into that, yeah, be ready for that. Be prepared. So that was uh, somewhat like Star Wars meets Game of Thrones. This week, this book is kind of like Star Wars meets Harry Potter. Uh, I like space stuff, so and stuff like that. Uh, this week is something more light and fun. It's a young adult's book, so in a way, it's kind of for everyone. Today's book. We're talking about is also written by my all-time favorite author Brandon Sanderson. You will be hearing his name in this podcast quite a bit, so kind of get used to that. Damn favoritism. He's, uh, he has written a lot of books, and I want to share as many with them <coughs> with you guys. Some of his stories can be complicated and very intense, with a lot of lore and world building and mature storytelling. But I thought maybe I start with something from his catalog of books that would be a great entry point to his writing style because it's very different but easy to pick up after a while like i said this is fun relatable in some ways and very unique today's book is skyward skyward by brandon sanderson another comparison people have also said about skyward is kind of like top gun meets how to train your dragon which is 
a fun story because he wanted to write a story that's a boy and his dragon kind of. This time it turned out to be a girl and her ship. So what is it like Zelda or Zelda Skyward Sword? You know where? You know, oh, it's just the name. <laughs> I see what you're doing. Uh, yeah, Skyward is the name of the book, and it follows. Uh, our main character is a 17 year old girl. Her name is Spensa. And she's been through an extreme amount of trauma since, like, a young age. The start of the book, the story begins with her, their home planet being attacked by aliens named the Krell. And the Krell have been harassing her people for, like, a while now. So they've learned to survive by hiding. Buildings that are under cave, underground, so the caverns and stuff like that. Uh, this book is a low sci-fi book, so it means there's some tech, but nothing crazy high-tech. And it's old tech, too, so... Also limited on resources, and that includes starfighter ships. That's what this book's all about. So the humans protect themselves from the Krell, which is the aliens, by having fighter pilots similar to X-wings. Star Wars, they go into battle in space. But instead of just shooting at each other, they also use like lasso beams, kind of work like grappling hooks, and they use them in battles to swing around giant rocks of debris and other scraps that are left over all around the planet. And Sanderson really put a lot of thought into the starfighters, uh, how they work, their battle simulations and battle strategies. Contacted several real-life pilots to learn about maneuvers and the effects of what G-Force does to a body. Which is, and yeah, once you're reading those books and reading uh, about their flying and their battles, it's so enticing that descriptions and those moments just feel so real. And I, I think that's what the, the big thing about this book is, just those battle scenes that you have but anyways back to the story huh you say books uh how many books are there there is three uh the cyton the last the third one is called cytonic and i just finished that this week and i was very excited so okay is it is it the uh is it the finale of like the did it wrap Uh, up no no oh no this still go it's gonna go for like maybe another one i can tell because it was every time all his books always left they would finish like such cliffhangers this one also did that so i can see there being one more book this are is they the first as one. long as uh are they as long as uh, his other books or is it just a little short oh, these are more or, shorter like... these are for like i said these are for these are young adults books oh, okay. so cool more shorter because i like simple things because that this other one, that other yeah. book set that you recommended i was like oh maybe i'll read it and you're like this is the 10th book i'm like maybe not no, no, like eight hundred pages each, a thousand pages each, ten books. Like, oof. <laughs> like back back when I was young and I read books, like like I consumed yeah. them. Then maybe nowadays, I like ten pages. How far? Ten a well, week later. There's so much media no, and there's so much yeah, like exactly. inter- like stuff that you get like. Just, My dumb dumb yeah. brain can't take too much anymore. It's oh, like exactly. you got to sit down and, is... and actually schedule some time to read if if you want to actually get through them. You know, doesn't adulting just suck sometimes? It does. You make Such a lot of times, like actually. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so this, but uh, still, this book is pretty much kind of for everyone. Like, it's, okay. come, it's like a story of coming of age and like growing as a. It's like, like I said, if I was a teenager, but back to the story, uh, it starts by her father is known as the best pilot in the DDF, which is like the defense force group, the starfighters that battle the the Krell. They they get called out to go get for help because mm-hmm. you know they're getting invade, invaded. And during this one battle, instead of going ahead and fighting against the Krell, her father decides to run away. And it is very very front upon their culture to be a coward. 
So they give him a warning, like, hey, you can't be retreating. You got to come back. And he's not responding, you know. At the end of the day, they end up shooting him down. His best friend actually ends up shooting him down. After that battle, Spencer has to live her life as the daughter of of a coward her whole life. So she puts up a front of being tough. And she's always quoting, like, Beowulf and all these, like, old story, her, like, hero stories that her grandma tells her just because she's trying to be like them, you know? Like, undefeated and, like, a champion. She's just trying to put a... It's her persona, but really she's just this fragile girl who's trying to blend in into, like, her culture and all these people, like, have been rejecting her and putting her down. But it it, it kind of, like I said, it kind of picks up a little bit like Harry Potter, where it's, like, this one guy, one kid, I liked up, up that much, but then, you know, he she goes to school, she learns to be a pilot, and she get to be part of this group of characters that you get to meet later on, and they're all really, indiv- they're all individual personalities, very cool characters. You don't get to attach to them. It's mainly her story. And actually, it's not just her story. I did talk about her having a ship, a dragon in her ship. And well, the ship that she finds in this situation is unlike any other ship. I've, like, I've read like all three so far, and there has not been any other ship like this one. That's because this ship can talk. It has personality. It's an AI that develops you know, more and more as story goes and it hasn't been revealed too much yet and i don't get too much spoilers on his name is mbot by the way okay. Mbot is a ship that she ends Spoiled up bonding it. with i'm not gonna watch it i'm not gonna read it anymore <laughs> it sounds really cool i had though. to do it I had to do you it you just can't help yourself can you can't i had to get you into the details you know he gets real <laughs> deep into details that's for sure i know i'm sorry but mbot is pretty much the comedic in a way he's sassy he's a know-it-all you know because he's an ai so you know uh, at the same time he's a ship a fighter ship but doesn't want to fight and she has to convince him to help her, help her out and it's a cool story so as, it's like uh, uh, uh it's like star wars with like r2d2 kind of thing you know way, yeah exactly you have like a personal drone and like you know yeah. he gets attached to you in a way but the drone actually talks back to you and like makes well, jokes and like, makes fun of like, you well, and stuff like that. I never understood that with Star Wars either, where like he like people can understand the drone talk, you know, the beeps and the... <laughs> oh, like the Wookies and when they say no, well that sure, but mostly just like the drones, especially with R two D two people, yeah. mostly like they understand what like all those like beeps and boops are, you know. Like, That's not too surprising. Know? I mean, people understand Morse code. It's just a matter yeah. of That's knowing. True. What That's true. That's true. I mean, if that's what yeah. it is, then yeah, maybe, maybe I'm just. I'm know. sure it's taught like in fighter school, like these beeps yeah. mean that. Very true. It's a whole language of itself. Uh, besides that, this book, um, it's Bensa and backstory with her family and some other people on the planet is that they have abilities too, but these abilities are also looked down upon. So. She has these abilities. She develops more as the story goes. I'm also not going to get into spoilers on the abilities because they are very cool. But the last thing I'll say is very Jedi kind of thing too, you know. It helps her survive in a lot of situations where fighting in space and just other stuff. I think that's going to be for me on this books because I want you... If people start getting into it, there's a lot of cool story beats and a lot of big war moments and like that but it's a good book like i said it's for everyone it's a young adults book so pick it up if you're looking for something more light and fun it's a girl and her ship story very fun 
Top Gun meets How to Train Your Dragon. Boom. Sounds cool. There you go. That's it. Awesome. And it's by Brandon Sanderson, like I said. Skyward. Got a fanboy over here. Thank you. I am. Not Skyward. Well, I'm going to look it up. Skyward. Okay. So. No, not Skyward. <laughs> Skyward. <laughs> is, it a, is it an audiobook? What, what is, it's what also be found? an audio. Gotcha. You can find it on Audible as a... And then the, narrati- the narration for that, it's really sweet. All his books and all the narrators that he always picks up are really good. Okay. The books. Uh, there's three books, but he also made like kind of like spin-off novellas in the between books. If you get really into the series, you can really get more and more. There, uh, I, I just want to say that I did see a live stream he had recently. This man wrote five books in two years recently. While he was working on another five books that he has at the same time. What the He's fuck? releasing them all within the next two years. Yeah, he That's... had like this, like I've been lying to you guys. Madland. Yeah, this guy—he writes like nonstop. So I'm excited to see what else he brings. Right now, this is the first book I wanted to to the audience. Like I said, it's a great entry point to his writing style. And next time I bring him back will be in a while, but it will be a very, very intense book. Okay. Very different well, from seems, this one. Uh, seems a lot easier to read than the other ones. That, this that one is wrote, much lighter, obviously. much more fun. Gotcha. Okay. Well, I'll. We'll see you by checking it out. Thank you. And so that was our show today, guys. Pretty cool stuff. Cool conversations. Cool recommendations. Really liked a lot of the things we talked about today. Next week, after giving it some thought, Checo here came up with a good one. Which fictional world we'd like to live in? Like, what appeals to us? So next week's general topping. Fictional worlds that we'd like to live in. Moving on, moving on to some plugins, Chris. Uh, where where can people find you? Uh, people can Plug find in. me on Twitch TV slash Coco Tyrannus. I forgot my own Twitch for a second there. <laughs> Twitch TV slash Coco Tyrannus, all under, uh, all lowercase, and Coco underscore Tyrannus. And uh, I also have an Instagram. Don't bother. I'm not active. My phone sucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you can found you can find all of us, I guess, on Nerd. Dot dumplings on Instagram and Twitter, right? And Twitter, yeah. Well, follow us back and give us some shoutouts or questions if you want to get us yeah, to get some topics going over here. See somehow some of our board games too. You know, we yeah. definitely post some of that stuff on there too. So if you ever exactly. you know, interested in that, you know, yeah. And if you have a question, it. if you have a question on Twitter that you'd like us to discuss or just a topic for general toppings, let us know. Don't forget to follow us back on. Any of like Spotify on Apple, Apple on Amazon on Google Podcasts, follow us and give us five stars, please. That would help very much if you can give us five stars and get the word out. So, thank yeah. you so much again. And we'll continue to see what other platforms we can put this on. Cool. All right, guys. Okay. Well, that was Nerd Dumplings. Thank you guys for coming in. Yeah. Have a great life. Let's have a great night. See you guys thank later. You guys. Good time zone. Good time. See you.